I I look at mine and mine says it's like 25% women and I'm like really I mm -hmm. I'm, I'm actually that you, most things I've ever done on YouTube were like 100% male demographic yeah almost right. every single time but now I'm getting 25% female well you're doing you're doing something right that's right bringing I, those diverse audiences I need the ladies ladies if you're out there please. Please, <laughs> you need to tread lightly wherever the sentence yeah, I is don't, going. Yeah, I was trying to think of what I'm supposed to say. I don't know what I was actually supposed to say. Uh, uh, ladies, be nice to me. Say hello. Like, comment, and subscribe. There we go. There Brought go. it home. Brought there it home. Uh, mm -hmm. Well, Barry, what have you been up to uh, since I I haven't seen your stuff in since your last uh, since your Kingdom Hearts video. Mm -hmm. What have you What have you been up to since then? Uh, well, that's most of it. I I I made a Kingdom Hearts video. I've been streaming a lot. I stream four days a week. Yeah. And I've made a couple random odd videos on my main channel. My uh, God. Hoping to make a lot more. What what but, what random odd videos are you talking about? So on my main channel, I've made so I made the Kingdom Hearts video. Then I made a follow up video about Kingdom Hearts three. Um, and then I did a video about Reminds. People would stop asking me to summarize Remind. Um, then I made a weird video of an animation that isn't really anything, and I released a new How About This Game about Death Stranding that took me forever to produce, mm. which I'm pretty happy with how it turned out. And then I made an animation about Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity. Oh, I still haven't seen that one. Um, I actually did I actually did see that on my subscription feed. I still haven't seen it. A lot of people thought it was actually spoilers because I, I referred to it as, as the, the true ending of the game. Mm -hmm. Um I released the video on like the day or day after the game came out and I'm like, I don't I don't think this is a short game, <laughs> but apparently if you call something ending, people believe you. Even though it's animated, I'm like, do, do you think I can make it? Uh, I could play a game 100% to the end and then animate it and release it in a day? I made that video in two weeks, and that is like easily the fastest I've produced a video. Dude, no contest. I, when Omori came out, Omori is easily my best done video, except for I have that one video with Aaron in it. But that Omori in like two days or something is going to overtake that in views. But regardless, the point is. My Omori video, I played that game the day that it came out, beat it four days later, and then made a video on it in two. And that wow. is that was the most stressed out I have been in a week in a long <laughs> so, time. I actually just started playing Omori last week on stream. I just did my, my second stream of it yesterday. Oh, do you so, like it? I, I'm I'm really enjoying it. Uh, we could talk about that if you want. Oh, I'd love um, to. Uh, oh, I, I, I forgot to do, let's, your... I forgot to do the oh, intro. Hi. I forgot to do okay. the intro. Uh, welcome yeah. to the I'll Discuss it's... Anything uh, podcast is what I usually say. I guess this isn't a podcast. This is another interview. Welcome to I'll Discuss Anything. We're with Barry today of uh, How About This Game. Barry is streaming. And uh, I guess, I, do, you, do you have anything else that you're associated with at the moment? Um... Plug my SoundCloud. I don't know. Do you <laughs> actually? Fine. Do you have a SoundCloud? I, so I do actually have one. I think there's like 900 followers on there. It's a place for me to dump just all the random music I make for my videos and stream and stuff. I didn't know you so, made music. Yeah, so I, 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 I've I made a couple random backing tracks for some of my YouTube content. So like I did a, com a cover of uh, Simple and Clean. Um, 
I did uh, an instrumental cover of the Kingdom Hearts 3 theme on banjo. Really? Uh, which you was in the background of that video. Well, I, I took guitar lessons for many years, and um, banjo and ukulele and mandolin were all relatively quick to pick up. Once you learn how to play guitar, it opens up a lot of instruments, and they're fun. It's just fun to be like, hey, I don't know the chords for this thing, but it sounds neat. <laughs> Uh, so. You know, actually, I can I can really relate. I also play banjo and guitar and bass guitar and drums. Hell yeah, and, yeah. I'm I'm a musician myself. I can I can play. You're right. Playing guitar kind of opens up everything. And then once you learn drums, man, there's not really anything you can't do. So I used to play a heck of a lot of rock band drums. I've never really sat in the front of a real drum set. Really but behind a real drum set? Yeah. Like one time at a guitar shop, and then I got really nervous because like I was like I don't know how to do this without colored notes telling me what to do the big thing really is that you've got to learn like five basic beats or something and then once you get that down you basically can now play drums and everything just kind of flies i i don't know man i had that same thing that kind of went with guitar where it was like just a snap in in your brain and then you know how to do it mm -hmm. and, and just all of a sudden well, with, with with playing the the rock band drums you know like a big hurdle from the easier tracks to the harder ones is like you have to treat your foot differently than your hands which is is pretty obvious i think yeah yeah um but it's like no if you're doing like a a different kind of repeating rhythm with uh, your foot your hand shouldn't be doing the exact same thing absolutely that's boring and that's not how good drummers do and it's like it's also like when you first start learning guitar you have to you know your two hands are doing very different things and you can't look at them at the same time as you're doing it so, like, building up the muscle memory, separating those parts of what your body's doing, it's neat. Yeah, I mean, you can do, um, you can play guitar and tap your foot to a different, or, like, the beat of the song that you're playing, but if the strumming is different than what you're tapping your foot at, say the song's in 4-4 four, four at 80, then you can tap your foot at that and then, you know, strum and whatever it needs to be for, like, the mm -hmm. speed or anything, can't you? I guess you. I mean, maybe maybe I should get like just a random double bass pedal and just jam out on that one playing guitar. Just make my feet do things. Yeah, I mean, it's that's basically how I learned to play drums. Oddly enough, I would sit in my car and I would mock drum with my feet, and it took me about a month of doing that, like on the ride to work and back. I would mock drum with my my left and right okay, feet. Okay. Okay. Well, well, now I have a question. Okay. Now I'm interviewing you because <laughs> I've I've done a lot of like you know steering wheel fingertip drumming. You mm -hmm. know, sure. How do you use your feet to drum while you're driving a car? The feet are really important when you're driving. Uh. Illegally? I, I don't know. Is it, is it <laughs> a lot of sudden acceleration? Yeah, and yeah. I um, I'm the guy who I did this Friday after I got off work, and I and I worry about like what the people around me must think. But I was listening to some music <laughs> in my in my earbuds, and I put my foot on the brake, and when I got to a red light, and then to to do the kick drum part, I was just doing that on the brake pedal. So I scooted forward like six or seven times. Oh just, I just wanted to see. You if know I could that get... the parking brake exists, right? I, I don't. I don't know how to use the parking brake on my car. I I don't drive oh, a God. sedan. Like it doesn't have one of those like pull what? ones. I I drive every like car a... is a parking brake. What are you talking about? I don't know where it is. That's not I exclusive a... to. Se... I drive what a big you... Yukon. I don't. Where's the parking brake on a Yukon? Check your driver's manual. I don't know. <laughs> I don't want to check my driver's manual. <laughs> I just want to be able to play the drums. 
Because I, I was know. thinking you were to say that you like you pop the parking brake and then you're just mashing on the brake pedal and then anyone behind you just sees your brake lights <laughs> doing the, doing a disco. They were, and I was worried because this lady behind me honked at me when it turned green <laughs> because I think she thought that I was doing something stupid, which I was. Do you, do you need me to call an ambulance, sir? No, I'm okay. I'm just seizuring with my foot on I'm just, beat. I'm listening. Thank you. I'm listening to Rush. I'm sorry. Yeah. It was, I, I worry about that. That literally is how I learned how to drum with my feet and my hands at the same time. A little bit of fingering on the wheel and then mm -hmm. doing my foot at the mm -hmm. different beat or whatever. And that's literally how I learned. You, you should okay. try it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to try uh, going to like a, a, a music store and sitting down at a, at a drum set. Not in my car with my feet. <laughs> okay. Well, you or maybe uh, I'll just find a cardboard box and do it at home. That yeah, works. Yeah, you can do uh, whatever. The... Just I recommend doing it in a large, fast-moving vehicle. Listen, this is your show, not mine. <laughs> but I'm gonna say, don't do that. I don't, oh, don't drive down <laughs> my dreams. Don't drive and drum, kids. Uh, okay. Uh, so I I sent you the questions earlier, but yes, the questions, I skimmed them. Yeah. <laughs> I. Like all the all the bottom ones, I was like, I'm just gonna get these out of the way at the at the beginning. I don't know why people want to know these things, but we've got like a couple that are like two or three words where somebody just wanted there to know. There sure this. are. Uh, first Rapid one. Rapid fire. Uh, wolf job. Wolf job. Okay. Favorite go-to fast food. Um, lately it's been Shake Shack. Oh my god. I okay. I didn't realize I was hungry, but once you said Shake Shack. Okay, you're uh, with me on that then? I am. I really, really am. I live in the middle of Mississippi. There's no... Like, if it's not a global conglomerate restaurant, we don't have it here. Mm -hmm. Recently, we got a steak and shake. And okay. I have lost my fucking mind. I will eat steak and shake every single day for every meal if someone will let me. So, the steak and shake is different. Is it? Shake Shack is something else entirely. It's not, I, I don't think it's a huge chain, but it is a separate entity. You guys in California have everything. Like, there's well, not, we do. Like, We're very spoiled. But yeah, there's, I not, think there's they, not a thing. I think Shake Shack started in the East Coast. You know, at least I, I was living in New York when I first <laughs> saw one in Madison Square Park and was like, what's this? My God, that's a tasty burger. <laughs> is it good? Is it really good? It's, 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 it's I, I recommend it. If you have one near you, I'd say check it out. Oh my god. Uh, we don't even have a jack-in-the-box here. I had what? a jack-in-the-box. Yeah, I had a jack-in-the-box when I had to go to Oklahoma for work. And there was a jack-in-the-box there, and I was like, I've never had a jack-in-the-box, and mm -hmm. I'm 28 years old. And, <laughs> and the people around me looked at me like I was, like, you know, I don't know, like I, like I had not existed for the past 28 years. I mean, there's definitely a lot of fast food chains I've literally never been to. Can you name but one? But it's like... What? Now I'm not now now that I'm on the spot, I'm like I can't think of one <laughs> right now. But it, it, to, for me, it's like, well, as long as I've resigned myself to fast food for the evening, am I feeling adventurous? Am I getting something I've never had before? True. No. Yeah. No. It's, it's I'm not already necessary. in this place. I'm being honest with myself in this moment. <laughs> I'm eating garbage. So I went across the country for a con one time in Oregon. And I, when I went there, I had the option, obviously, I'm, I'm on the West Coast. I can eat basically whatever I want. I'm in the middle of Portland, and I can eat mm -hmm. anything. And I like, 
I don't know, like like monkey, like return to monkey. I went to fucking Subway <laughs> and ate some fucking Subway because it was the thing that I knew what it was. And I was like, yeah, I'll eat Subway. You walk past it and you smelled that bread and you're like, I know this. I, yeah, pretty much. There is a, that is the only thing we have here that's really big. There is a Subway in every, every single city that I've ever been to in Mississippi. There is a Subway. Even like the small ones, the one that like 300 people live in. It's it's weird. They're massive here. Wow. I mean, it's consistent. Yeah, it's true. I definitely lived off Subway for a couple years of college. Oh my god, yeah, me too, dude. Okay, what's the next one of these these, these strange questions? Boxers or briefs? Uh, Boxer briefs. Boxer briefs? I am with you 100% on that. The the, the forbidden third option in that (laughs) question. Enjoying Bloodborne? Uh, (laughs) uh, sure. So, uh... The very short answer to that is I've tried many times to get into Bloodborne. Mm-hmm. I've liked other from software games. Uh, Bloodborne, I always bounced off of. Something about Same. the aggressive play style. Same. It's like I want to turtle behind a shield and roll away from everything until I learn two of this boss's moves and then exploit that till they die. Absolutely. Bloodborne's like, hey, you just got kicked on your butt. Get back in there, champ, and try to get some of your health back. Also, the health potions are consumable and they're not infinite. Oh my and I'm like, god, that and the bullets... I, okay, bullets, first off, yeah, there's a- I'm in the same boat. I have never beaten Bloodborne. Every single time I try to play it, I get past uh what's the what's the name of the 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 girl with the the, the werewolf girl? I always kill her and I get werewolf to the Werewolf girl? Yeah, like the, You've the already one lost of, me. the chapel beast. The- oh, oh, I, I I couldn't tell you the names of any of the bosses. Yeah, same. I get to that <laughs> one and then I immediately stop because I'm like, okay, that is the that is where I can beat this game up to, and I'm not good mm-hmm. enough to do anything after that. Yeah, so I tried it casually by myself when it came out, bounced off of it. I it was one of the first games I streamed when I started streaming, and I I, I got to an area where if people know Bloodborne, they'll know what I'm talking about. I got kidnapped and wound up in a different part of the map. And then I went really far in a direction. I was getting my ass kicked and I was like, I'm going to keep fighting through it. And I finally defeated a boss and I was like, yes, I did it. And everyone was like, oh, this is all optional, by the way. And I went, I'm done. Mm. I'm done. It's mm-hmm. not that I dislike optional content. I'm just like, I'm tr- I'm trying so hard to overcome these obstacles and make progress. And it's like, oh, yeah, no, if you got kidnapped, you would have been making tons of progress. I'm like, well, how could I have known that? Uh, so I got frustrated. But recently I finished Bloodborne and by finished I need to put gigantic air quotes around it. I basically became a video game tourist where I had two friends of mine, uh, Dan and Gam, who love Bloodborne, carry me through the game. Mm. So I would summon the two of them in and they would just, I mean, they were lowered to my level. So it was still not a cakewalk per se, but they know the bosses. Literally, I would start my streams and be like, talking to chat and, and getting set up and then I'd hop into the call and they'd be like oh Dan would be like oh I just killed the boss that we're supposed to do later today I'm like okay fine they know they know this game and uh it was a great time I I, <laughs> I recommend it if you have friends who are willing to carry you through a game it made a lot of people mad I wouldn't for a content creator a lot of people would comment on my VODs being like I don't like that you're doing this they're not playing it right and I'm like it's this or nothing I've tried many times and I get it. But we okay. we saw credits and we did all the optional bosses. We did the DLC. But I was a tourist. I I, I don't want to say like I played it. I beat it. I did hold my own against um Cousin It. What's his name? The... Ugh. This is going to sound awful, but it's Bloodborne. And it's 
<laughs> Bloodborne's a terrible time. It's the the placenta baby thing. That oh you have yeah. To fight. The, What's uh, it called? It's I like don't cousin remember. something, I think. It's the one I that's gotta, got the big scythe, the big the little hand scythe thing. He's got the hand scythe. He kind of flaps his weird wings around. The moon's baby um, or whatever. Uh, was it cousin something, or am I completely no, making that up? No, it wasn't cousin up? something. It was. Uh, <laughs> was it, was it like, like the moon something? The orphan of something? Orphan of Kos? Orphan. Orphan of Kos. Yeah, is that what it is? Not a cousin, an orphan. <laughs> yeah, an orphan. <laughs> those are very. Those are very close. Those are, apparently live in the same part of my brain. That's um, okay. Yeah, Orphan of Kos. I, I, both of my, my friends died very early. We, it took us like a couple hours to beat him. It's no joke. Um, mm. But uh, yeah, I spent a lot of time fighting that by myself and, and I was like, okay, like, I think I'm starting to get it. And then we eventually beat it and I was like, I'm done. Please carry me now. Okay. So. These people, these people yes. that carried you through. Yes. How can I get in contact with them? Uh, I, I need that treatment, man. I twitch.tv slash cousin Dan Jones and twitch.tv slash gamlord. I will. I might actually message them and be like, look, please. I've been playing Bloodborne <laughs> for like 10 years. I can't. I'm, I'm awful yeah. at it. I can beat Dark Souls 1 in like a day. I get, any Dark Souls game, I'm fine, right? Bloodborne, mm -hmm. I don't oh, know yeah. what it is. I'm the same with you. Consumable potions consumable guns i don't know when i'm supposed to parry things there's no like yeah. tell it's and a really i think it's the most brutal from software game for a beginner i think once you know the combat and the enemy placement i mean that's like the dark souls format is like you you suffer and suffer and you do this loop forever and you make a little bit more progress each time until you have a breakthrough and then you can you know make more progress and whatever that's the structure of the game but in bloodborne it's like that initial learning process feels so much more punishing and it brutal. Does. And it especially does. if you're coming from a, a Dark Souls game where a shield is actually viable, it can be really tough to switch to Did you to ever play a Dark Bloodborne. Souls without a shield? Uh, no, not yeah. without a shield. Well, I, I, so I've never played through one or two. I beat Dark Souls 3, and I went Pyromancer for that. So most of the time, things would just die before they got near me because I'm just throwing fireballs at it. Absolutely. But that was great. And three? You, yeah, no doubt. Yeah. It was it was fire equals win for a lot of it. It was still tough. And Sekiro, I adored. I know some people have strong opinions about it, but I really really vibed with Sekiro's combat. Mm. I was I was but, the exact opposite. I yeah. <laughs> it was it was right up there with Bloodborne for me. Where I, you know, I didn't even. I I think it was must have been the setting or, the tone. There was something more to it for me that I, I didn't like about Sekiro. It just didn't have that pull for me. I was just like, okay, we're in feudal japan and it's not like a super original setting and i guess I, I don't know i don't know what it was i I wasn't drawn to it like the others that's fair i'm not gonna tell you you're wrong because you're not uh, that's i just know i vibe with it. you it's very sweet of you i'm glad you enjoyed it personally well if you ever need Thank somebody you. to run you through dark souls one i'd be glad to do the same thing that your friends did for you with dark Hell souls yeah. one and just run you through that yeah, I, I want to give that a real attempt, though. I haven't gotten that far in it by myself, but... It's very good. It's very, very That's, good. I, so I've heard. Yeah. So, uh, f since we're talking about games, favorite game? Oh, God, I don't know. I'm I'm really, really bad at answering favorite blank questions. Not saying you shouldn't ask me them, but <laughs> it's just, like, literally anything other than, like, favorite color i'm just like like favorite movie favorite game favorite song i'm like i don't know well fine I, then. I favorite usually color spin it. <laughs> purple 
I usually like to spin it into like favorite thing recently because mm-hmm. then that feels more manageable to me than like everything I've ever played. Um, and I'm trying to think of favorite. Okay, well, favorite game I've been playing recently would be Sea of Thieves. I've been playing a lot of that on and offline of like my streams. Um, I played it when it came out and was like, that was a fun afternoon, but now I've been playing it like a couple times a week with a group and that's that's good fun. That was the thing that Ryan was really into, or Ryan McGee from Super Mega was really into, wasn't it? I believe so. Yeah, him and uh, Ding Dong from Money Plays, I think, were playing a lot oh. of Sea of Thieves. Hell yeah. Yeah, they. I I watched some gameplay of Sea of Thieves. It looked fun, but empty at the beginning. Is it better now? They've. Ad- it's weird. I was even trying to figure this out for myself. I'm like, it's the same game. But they've just added so much stuff that things are constantly happening. There's always things you can do. Um, it is it is definitely become the game where instead of like sailing around and being like, what are we going to do next? It's like, which one of these 15 quests we've picked up are we going to do next? Oh, and, that sounds um, so nice. It is. And it's also like it's weirdly chill until it very rapidly isn't. Uh, I was actually helping a friend learn the ropes of the game. Somewhat pun intended because you know, sales have ropes. Yeah, um, but uh, the other night, and we were like, okay, we're just going to do this quick merchant voyage in and out, you know, 10 second adventure. And we literally got chased by a megalodon. We had to defeat a kraken. We were, our boat was getting destroyed by a volcano while we were oh, uh, getting treasure out of a sunken ship. It was just like everything that could have gone wrong other than an enemy ship went wrong. Everything the game itself can throw at you seemed to have happened. It was just like, that's neat though. Just like, the kind of emergent gameplay that can happen with just enough moving pieces. That's what the game needed early on. It just didn't quite have enough, I think, to make uh, the, the moment-to-moment gameplay interesting besides the interactions with other players, which is always, mm. you know, different and interesting. Well, there's not a loop, right? There is. Um, I mean, the main loop is just pick one of the main three companies to do voyages for. Be like, okay, do I want to get... You know, whatever. One of these three companies, do things for them, go on a loop, grab a bunch of stuff, then go back to a, a outpost and sell your stuff. Um, the main thing they added that's really interesting is the emissary system, where you're basically like, I am all in on this company, but it makes you a target for a PvP faction that you can opt into. It'd be like, all right, Aww. well, now you're now you're visible to anyone who's a level five Reaper, so they're going to chase you across the map and steal your stuff. Damn, so dude, that sounds so reward. fun. Yeah, it's neat. Didn't Microsoft own that game? Uh, well, it's made by Rare, which is owned by Microsoft. So yeah. Okay. Well, how did how did that end up being so good then? Microsoft <laughs> never makes a good product. Uh, next well, question. Uh, right. How many push-ups can you do, Barry? Uh, if we're you still asked me this the, a year ago. We're still in the weird questions. I'm sorry. That it's okay. Weird questions are good. Um, I remember. So I don't really do push-ups. Like, when I'm actually trying to be in shape and going to the gym and stuff, like, I might do, like, a chest press kind of thing. I don't really do push-ups. Um, but I remember years ago, there was a Game Grumps charity stream that I was on, and it was some, like, oh, if we hit this amount, we'll do 100 push-ups. I think it was 100, and I finished first, and I was just kind of amazed with myself, not only that I could do 100, but that I was the first to finish them. Mm. Um, after almost a year now of quarantine, uh, probably, probably about two yeah yeah what i could do right now uh one of these questions actually had something to do with quarantine but we'll get to that in just a second uh let me see what the last 
The last weird question uh, is, why so stinky? Uh, that's a, 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 an, an inside joke from my streams that everyone calls me stinky all the time. Mm. And well, the answer is, why? It's just how I was made. Well, there we go. It's not a matter of, of cleanliness. It's just it's a, 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 a it's a facet musk. of who you are. It's a, it's a manly musk. It's just the smell. It's it's mm -hmm. it's the way that you naturally come up. Yeah, uh, when it's conveyed through the internet, you know it's potent. Yeah, it must be. Uh, what's been getting you through quarantine? Shows, movies, you know, uh, aspects of your content creation. How you been dealing um, with that, man? Uh, well, streaming is definitely a big part of it. It's definitely the only part of my day-to-day -day routine that's like, uh, at this place at this time, you know, I always start my streams late because I'm terrible with scheduling, but it's like, okay, from this time to this time, generally speaking, this is what I'm doing. Whereas if I didn't have that amount of routine, I'd be like, what is anything? Um, and for like media consumption, um, I've, I've definitely... Hundred percented, like three or four games in quarantine, which is something I never really do anymore. Back in the day when I was younger, had fewer games, I would typically play games as much as I possibly could. Now I'm drowning in a backlog that I'll never get through. Oh but my god! Yes, I hundred percented. Um, well, I played through the entirety of Hitman One and Two before Three came out. So I won. I, I'd already played through them, but I hundred percented them. Did every single challenge on every difficulty. Um. I 100%ed Age of Calamity, which took a very long time. That game has stupid amounts of post-game content. Um, Age of I Calamity? Did, yep. I'm not I even did, familiar with it. Uh, the Hyrule Warriors. Oh, yeah. Okay. Game that came out for Switch. Um, yeah, I don't know why. Just Age of Calamity didn't ring any immediate bells. That's fair. It, it kind of came and went <laughs> when it came out. Um, and I 100%ed Ghost of Tsushima. Which I played later in the year last year. I didn't play that when it came out. Still haven't even touched it. I really enjoy Ghost of yeah, Tsushima. If you really liked Sekiro, I would imagine that you must have really liked <laughs> Ghost, of, Ghost of Tsushima. They, they, there are some parallels. I think Ghost of Tsushima is a much more accessible game for obvious reasons. Oh yeah, definitely. It's uh, From what I could tell, it was very much an Assassin's Creed-esque uh, gameplay style uh, with the combat and everything. Mm -hmm. I, I have a in-progress script that's largely about Ghost of Tsushima and some of the stuff you? I really enjoyed about it. Yeah. Oh, I'd be fascinated. To, I'll be fascinated to watch it when it comes out if I apparently ever get through your backlog. Yeah. Um, it's. Uh, I don't know if anyone will care because the, the gaming, the like anything online, things move fast. Yes. And uh, I move slow. <laughs> so it's like by the time I gather my thoughts and make a thing, it's like, we stopped caring about that two years ago, so, oh well. Ah, uh, dude, I'm so worried about that right now. I, I'm writing a script for Skull, the Hero Slayer, which came out on the 21st of January. That's already old news. Yep. And I'm so, <laughs> I'm so worried. I am so worried that when I get that thing out, no one's going to care. No one's going to give yeah. an absolute shit. But, I mean, maybe this is a conversation we can get into later, but it has to be for you. In yeah, the first place, true. I think. Because if you're true. like, oh, I need everyone who cares about the subject to see the thing, that'll never happen, even if you do it day and date with the it's peak true. of interest. So, It's not for me. It's because my best friend bought me the game and asked me specifically when he bought it for me, said, hey, you know, Wanny, can you review this? Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, uh, sure, absolutely. But...
for you anything yeah it's not a it's not a very easy game or a very quick game mm -hmm. so i'm i'm just having a bit of difficult uh we're actually missing one uh silly question this might be an actual inside joke from your streams too because this is a this is a weird one uh terminator or tito from rocket power who wins uh that's not from my streams uh i think terminator seems the obvious choice which means yeah. i'm gonna go with tito because maybe he's hiding something we don't know he has to be i mean even for this question to exist it would just be it's one of those like sat questions where like you'll feel stupid for picking the answer but it's actually a trick question and then you win but maybe the whole point is it's not a trick question, but you get hung up thinking it is a trick question. Don't, I'm changing my answer stop, to Terminator. Stop. I'm changing my answer back to no, Terminator. No, you get no. We're staying okay. with Tito. Okay, We're riding the Tito. Tito wave. Okay, uh, he would like that. He would like that. <laughs> did you get in? Uh, wait, what did you just say? He would like that. I mean, you don't, he's, you don't they're all surfers in that show. I haven't seen that show in like 20 years. <laughs> what do you want so, from me? You know what the weird part about that is? We received like five from different people. We received about five, se yeah, five separate <laughs> questions about rocket power. Is that a thing? I don't know. Is I, everyone nostalgic for rocket power now? All I remember like, are, was are, are, are uh, kids making TikToks of the woogly woogly woogly. <laughs> no, kids thing? are kids are the the big one was uh, you can take a shortcut. That was like the big. That's the big uh, oh. Twitter thing or whatever, isn't it? Is that I, rocket power? Uh, Am I showing it my sounds age? Sounds like rocket power. I think it is. It's it's the Otto's sister. What was her mm. name? I don't remember. Oh wait, no. Yeah. What was that? Was what? like she was one of the main characters. This was like 15 years ago, man. You're my age, so mm -hmm. like we're ancient. Yeah, looking back mm -hmm. at Rocket Power, I'm like, dude, I only 90s kids remember. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember. I don't remember what happened last week. How am I supposed to remember Rocket Power? T Tony Hawk was in it once. Mm -hmm. Tony Hawk, probably. Uh, Okay, let's get into the actual questions, since we've sure. spent a half hour talking about nonsense. There you uh, go. Do you feel successful, and why? That is a, that is a question. It um, is. Well, but I think it would be remiss to not state that everyone's definition of success is different. Um, so I think, uh, I think as far as I'm concerned... For me, success is, can I, am I sustainable? Can I keep doing what I'm doing and do more than zero people enjoy what I'm doing? Mm. And both those answers are yes and have been yes for long enough that I can stop full-time panicking about it. So I would say, yeah, I, I, I'm an, I think I'm very, very lucky to be able to do, uh, to be able to do what I do and to be able to continue doing things in the future and plan ahead and, and have ideas for bigger and better things down the line. Um, am I a hundred percent satisfied? No, I like, I think anyone who makes stuff, you always want to make things. You always look back on what you did before and you're like, ah, that's crap. I want to do this now. Um, but I think, yeah, just in terms of just success. Yeah. Just, yeah. Being able to do, being able to be a content creator full time is a very, very lucky position to be in absolutely and it's not something i take for granted what did you do beforehand uh were you in office well work? well okay so i graduated from college in 2012 in may of 2012 and i started working for game grumps Wait, in really? september 
Yeah. Ha- Wait, are we exactly the same age? How old are you? I am 31. Okay, so you're two years older than me, but still, okay, we graduated college at the same time. Keep going, I'm sorry. Um, so I graduated from college May of 2012 and started working for Game Grumps in September of that year. So there was a, a few months span where I did a multitude of things, um, some of which persisted even by the time I started working for Game Grumps, I was still like waking, I was on the West Coast waking up on East Coast time to be in meetings with people on the East Coast because I was still finishing up a job that I was doing. Um, and obviously that's not including any of the odd jobs I took throughout college and in high school and stuff. Um, but in terms of career, I've been basically full-time YouTube content creation kind of stuff for a long time now, which is weird to think about. True, it's been what, 10 years? Almost. Yeah, it's been almost that's, 10 years. Ugh. That's uh, weird. Well, uh, I guess that goes into another question that we have, was how come you decided to take this route of content creating? Other editors usually turned creators, usually end up being Let's Players exclusively. Hmm. So I, I guess that's because well, there's a number of different things that I felt like I wanted to do in striking out on my own and, and separating myself from Game Grumps. And the two things I really wanted to do were, were continue to find and explore, kind of explore and, and find my voice with YouTube content and focus on produced scripted content with YouTube, like video essays, like the Kingdom Hearts video I ended up making, which I didn't plan to make that, that just kind of happened. Um, and I wanted to stream. And that has been a thing I wanted to do for a long time, but just didn't have the time for, and I didn't expect it to work out as well as it has. And um, it's something I enjoy more than I even thought I would, but it was like, I wanted to, my, my plan was, to split my time and just be like, I want to do YouTube and Twitch and hopefully one or both of these work out. Um, and both have worked out, but now I'm in a situation where I don't make nearly enough YouTube content. I want to make a lot more. But um, yeah, I, I think just Let's Plays, I felt like were something I... It was a world I knew and it wasn't a world I was interested. I didn't want to do solo Let's Plays, mm-hmm. but I was down to do solo streams and do streams with friends and stuff. And... You know, I post all of my VODs onto a second YouTube channel, and you can essentially treat those as very, very, very long Let's Plays. Um, I post we had a complaint about well, that. We actually really. had a complaint about that in the... Uh, yeah, somebody asked if you could make your uh, streams into shorter uh, videos. Somebody said that being an hour long was just a little bit too much for them to digest, and they would like it if it were 20 minutes, 25 minutes, uh, or, well, or shorter. Yeah, I, I mean that's something I've 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 gotten that feedback several times in the past. Uh, I stream for on average about six hours, mm. and I do that about four times a week. So to break up a six-hour stream into twenty-minute chunks, twenty minutes or thirty minutes, whatever it is, find decent starting and stopping points, and render all those out, upload all those individually, and not just create a torrential wave of uploads every single time I upload. I I think it's a little bit messier than some people think for the amount of streaming that I do. I think if I streamed one day a week it would be much more manageable. It's like if you, subs- if you subscribe to my second channel. So my Twitch channel is Barry is streaming. My YouTube VOD channel is Barry was streaming which I can't even claim credit for that. That was someone in my community and I was like that's I have to do that. Um, 
I don't want someone to be subscribed to that and be like, oh my god, every day there's like 50 new uploads. This is obscene. Um, but I do monthly highlights, which is like my kind of concession to be like, I know that not everyone wants to sit down and watch a six-hour video. Um, so here's like some of the best moments that happened this month. And that was actually the response uh, that somebody said was, you'll have to check out his, uh, his highlight videos. Uh, yeah. Personally, I, I think you're doing the right thing. Uh, I think that that's probably the best call really is do highlight videos for people who don't have that much time and i agree i don't think people really understand how much it would be to split up six hour videos into 20 minute segments it would be so many videos their subscriber feed would completely change yeah and, and it's different than you know when you do a, a let's play you know like oh we hit our timer for how long we're decided to, to record today or we just mm. felt this is a natural stopping point so okay here's where we're stopping for for right now um, but for a stream to retroactively be chopped up in the way, it would feel very inorganic. And I, I know I would be dissatisfied by that, being like, no, there was there was no good place to stop for 20 minutes, and now mm -hmm. this one's extra long. So it's like, eh. And also, I'm lazy. So just clicking yeah. export, and then it just going from Amazon servers to Google servers <laughs> just saves me hours of my life. Uh, Every time you know I have what? to download a VOD and edit it, I'm like, oh, God. You know what? I, I agree with that 100%. I, video editing is basically all I do, and man, that just exporting takes up so much time, doesn't it? Yep. Uh, but also, imagine the time added of it's a six-hour video, and you're waiting for that to download. Then you're waiting to just ingest that into your editing software. Then editing it sucks, because most editing software doesn't like crazy long chunks of footage. Bump yep. my mic. Uh, and then you have to render it, then upload it. It's just... It, and you see one error and you got to do all that again. I just, I'd rather focus as much of my attention as I can on either my streams in terms of the production and what I'm planning, what I'm going to do, or my YouTube main channel. Like I, I don't put zero effort in my VOD channel. I actually put in, I think a decent amount of effort. I put timestamps everywhere and I keep up with playlists and I make really bad thumbnails. Um, <laughs> so it's not that I do nothing for the VOD channel at all. I, I do care about it, but. I don't want it to become my full-time job. And I think it rapidly could become that. It's true. I suppose it could. Do you use Premiere? Yes. Yeah, me too. I was, yeah. You said... You, <laughs> you said uh, so defeated. <laughs> well, you said, edit, you said video editing software doesn't like large chunks of video, and I was like, ah, he uses Premiere. I mean, if, if there's an editing software that does, I will switch to it. I don't know. I, I often work with long chunks of footage. Same. I... Yeah, I, I'll, I'll work with the nine hours of recording that I get for a video, and then chopping Ugh. that up is absolute hell. Uh, you know, I, I actually have a question that's not on here that just came to my mind that I think people would be interested in knowing. When you went to this route of content creating after Game Grumps and all of that, and you decided to strike out on your own, uh, how nervous were you? that none of that would work what was your what was your game plan did you assume that it would work because you had uh i mean you already had a following being the editor for game grumps people already knew you uh, sure did you did you think that what if all of this fails what if people aren't interested enough in my content for me to make work out of this make a living out of it uh yes in a word um I think it was mostly I need to work faster than the panic can set in. Um, it was a lot of sitting down and going, okay, I have this much in my savings account. If I make zero dollars, 
how long can I pay for rent and food before I have to figure out a plan B? Because I didn't mm. even really, this is going to sound bad, I didn't have a plan B. It was just, I'm going to try these two things, YouTube and Twitch, if neither of these worked out, then I'll have to figure something out. But I was just sort of optimistic that like, even if I go all in on streaming and it doesn't work out, no one cares. Like, interest day one, it flatlines, no one sticks around. That was a very real possibility. And certainly my first stream had way, way more viewers than even I get today on average. That just makes sense, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was just very fortunately able to within a, cause it's like the first month there was lots of excitement and interest and then that very rapidly diminished. And there was just like, okay, if this is my new normal, is this okay? And I'm just very fortunate that within like a month or two, I was like, okay, I think so far so good. Felt like I was treading water in a hurricane. Um, and it wasn't really until after, <clears throat> excuse me, after the Kingdom Hearts video came out, um, which was a full year after I, I started being solo. That's I think that was when I actually like breathed and was like, I, th I think this is working. I think I'm okay. It took um, that long. I think it took that. I think it was a, for a couple months for me to go, okay, streaming is okay. And then the Kingdom Hearts video is me going, okay, YouTube is okay. Even if it's not fully sustainable, the kind of content I like to make and the way YouTube is now, um, mm -hmm. I can't bank. I mean, the Kingdom Hearts video was the algorithm grabbed it and went, I'm showing this to everyone. That's how that video succeeded. Um, I'm very proud of the work that I made, but it, it's, I'm not going to go, yep, I knew exactly. I, did, I knew that that video would be a success. I had no idea. Um, yeah, but yeah. that was the moment of like, okay, if every now and then I can manage to pull this out of a hat, then I think I'll be okay. Yeah, I have, I have a history myself of having the exact same scenario. Of course, my channel is very small, so I don't get that many views on just about anything I make. But for some reason, that Omori video, the algorithm grabbed it, played the same thing, and I get like 500 views on it a day or something. Mm -hmm. And you know it's it's so random yes. doing doing content creation on YouTube. You feel like you're just shooting in the dark. Well, yeah, and and people make in their livelihood chasing the algorithm and telling other people what to do. Um, I don't envy them. That sounds really really tough. And it's yeah. also a target that's always changing and moving and doesn't care about you. So uh it's true it's tough and and it's something that i certainly struggled with i mean part of if you look at my youtube channel you're like wow he made that many videos and that amount of time part of that is just falling victim to some of those those traps and just struggling with like well how do i follow this up and and what what where do i go from here because i've gone from i'm making whatever the hell i want to now there's expectations and people want more of this and i was not prepared for that you sound um, like you deal with a lot of anxiety does anxiety <laughs> get to you a lot I don't consider myself an anxious person, which might sound like maybe I, maybe I need to go to therapy. Um, but <laughs> I, I think I'm I think I'm a worrier, but I do everything I can to not stop that. To not I don't let these self doubts stop me from doing things. Mm -hmm. It just might make things take longer. Like I've never gotten to a point where I'm like I can't do anything. Um, I'm just buckling underneath all this stress. It's like, I will power through and then I'll collapse later from exhaustion or whatever. But um, I don't know. I'm, I one, I mean, it's one of the reasons why I wanted to become independent in the first place is that I, it's like, yeah, I deal with a lot of stresses because it's entirely on me and I'm 
a one-man shop for pretty much everything I do. I've had, I've reached out and I've commissioned work for numerous things, but I'd say like easily 90% of what I've done has been just me. Um, and that's a different amount of stress, but the stresses that came from working with Grumps were just this like constant pressure of just so many people watching the show all the time, all the pressure that comes from that, um, and just the workload. Uh, that that's also something that was really important to me was like okay I'm, I need to I need to be able to be sustainable by myself without killing myself I don't want to be working you know 80 hour work weeks I need to actually be able to have a life and have time to breathe and that's definitely where I'm at now so it's yeah, like dude you know, I I do not know I know I know we discussed this before we did the interview we said like no talking about YouTube drama and I guess this doesn't really qualify as that but I have no idea how you kept up with that much work um i mean the the answer is i didn't have a social life for a couple years you know did you I, really not it it seemed like so much video it, like the videos the amount of content that that channel produced mm -hmm. was astronomical and for a while there you were the only editor if i'm not mistaken no i was the only editor for the first couple years um, the first year I didn't have a single day off. I mean, I have, it's kind of gave myself, you know, a lot of the schedule is self-driven in a group like that. Um, so it's well, not you like guys were anyone... all friends, you know, it was, it, well, yeah, it, was, it wasn't and, and like you were working for a CEO. So that's where I'm like, oh, I didn't have a social life. It's like, well, I did. Cause I was hanging out with my friends 24 seven. It wasn't all doom and gloom. I'm not like, oh my God, it was awful. But the reality is it was a lot of work. And I remember we got an office after a couple of years of working out of people's homes and stuff. And that first year we were in the office before we got on a second editor. I was in that office by myself more often than not. And it got to me. I started to get really frustrated. I was just like, there's just so many hours that go into this shit. And it's, it's, I enjoyed doing it. It's a lot of it is hindsight of just like, there's so many ways this could be done more efficiently, you know, things I've learned because of that time. It's like, I don't, I don't have regrets about any of it whatsoever. I, I, I had the time of my life. Um, so I don't want to make it seem like I'm just like, nah, I hated every moment of it. That's not at all the case. It's just the amount of work, the mental drain of just being on that treadmill and every single day, just making sure audio and video are synced up. Like, I don't really like complaining about the stuff that much because I still consider myself very, very, very fortunate to have had those experiences to be where I'm at now. I don't regret any of it, um, but it's always like, I don't know, that's how my, my brain looks. It's like, well, uh, the, the, the situation I'm in could be improved. The situation I was in before could have been improved. And um, it's just, it's a lot of work. And uh, yeah. <laughs> that's That's definitely something that I feel like people don't recognize when I was gathering questions for this interview mm -hmm. I got I got the feeling that people didn't realize how much work you do how much how much work did, you did did <laughs> these days I play video games and release a video true, once a year true but <laughs> video editing for let's plays at the amount of content that was being created Mm -hmm. I feel like people who don't edit footage either for a living or as a hobby don't really recognize how much work and how how many hours of manpower that goes into video editing like that. And 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 people assume because, you know, because you left that there had to be something negative in mm -hmm. it and I was like the man was probably dying 
Like the <laughs> look yeah, at the well, amount yeah. of content. Well, I mean, also, it, I mean, it, it. I'm not disagreeing with anything you're saying, but also, by the time I left, I was by far no longer the sole editor. I, I hadn't mm -hmm. so much as touched the let's play. I mean. Actually, around the time I left, I was helping out because there were some issues and people had left on vacation for the winter holiday. But that was standing. It's like every now and then I'd, I'd help out with stuff. But there were two editors at that point. Matt and Ryan from Super Mega were, were the uh, the main editors at that point. Um, so I, that was no long, That wasn't like the driving reason of like, like I I I I quit. I'm out of here. I can't. What did look you do at, another... at the time? Were you a were you a producer? In a way, it was it was just sort of a sense of like, okay, we have two editors now because one editor wasn't even like having like like we brought on kevin as the second editor he became the primary editor for the show i would still step in and and do a lot of stuff um i basically tried to be to him what i wish i had of like hey are you overwhelmed right now let me take this series off your hands do you need to take a, f a fucking vacation <laughs> so you have yeah. time to recharge I'll do the editing for the next like two weeks, whatever. Like, it, it, it I, I tried to do that in addition to producing all the live action content we're doing. I started experimenting. That's around the time I made the first How About This Game. So, but even then, it's like just having one person isn't really enough for for the amount of content that's that's being produced at that volume, um, while also trying to maintain quality. It's it's just a con. You're always losing, is what it feels like. You're, you're yeah, yeah. The amount of content that's being done, and it's also. You know, it's funny because I, I, I mentioned I skimmed through the questions you have, and I know one of them is, is what was my favorite edit? And yeah. it's a question I've been asked a lot, and I kind of have a go-to answer. I'm, I'll just tell you it's a, a Bill Nye bit that I edited and animated Bill Nye's head talking on a phone, and I felt like it was a good example of me having fun in a way that that heightened a joke that was already there. It was an already mm -hmm. funny bit that I think my work amplified, but... The only reason I even like feel that way is because I've watched fan-made compilations. Because if you're like, hey, do you remember this one editing bit from this episode? I'd be like, no. <laughs> I, I yeah, do. absolutely. I do not remember because I was just like, I have an idea. I'm going to get it done. I'm going to hit render and I'm going to stop thinking about it. Like your relationship to the work is so much different when you're on that side of it. Um, I got I to gotta ask in comparison to uh, in comparison to most edits you did, how long did our house take? Our, well, okay. Our house took maybe a month. Yeah, it, it wasn't full time. It wasn't my sole focus, but I had a rough edit of it, edit of it done in like two or three days of just like I made the loop of the song and I have a JPEG of a house that I'm zooming in on. Sorry, a yeah. PNG of a house. Well, um, it, it's it took so long. It's such a long video. I assumed it took so long to make. Well, it was just like I, I had a bunch of dumb ideas of where it could go without even really feeling it like. My, my entire thought process, once I had the audio loop and I was like, this is dumb and funny, mm -hmm. I was just like, well, this is the joke. There's no pacing to worry about. So I'll just like add an extra detail to this house or I'll slowly change things over time. And like, oh, now we're playing a different song called Our House by Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young. Like <laughs> I was just exploring. It's like, it was also part. So that was what I was doing that year. So I, I kind of got distracted because that's what I do, which is also why I've been talking for an hour and You've gotten through three questions. Um, well, uh, honestly, to be perfectly honest with you, I've completely cleared the rest of my night. And if you want to hang out and just talk, <laughs> I am all for it. Uh, I do need to have wonderful individual. Yeah, I was oh, going to say, you. you're a wonderful individual to talk to. I appreciate it. Uh, sometimes I, I, I'm like, I've just, I don't know if I've answered any questions, but I'm talking. 
Um, you speak the exact same way my best friend does, so I'm just I'm awesome. 100% used to it. <laughs> um, so that that last year that I was with Grumps, I was basically just I was basically just given an empty plate. They were just like, okay, what do you want to do? You spend mm. years and years and years having shit put on your plate, and it's like, okay, you have to eat this in ten minutes. Go because, oh god, we couldn't record all week because of technical issues, and now we need three episodes tomorrow. Like. Yeah. It needs to happen. Like, things are always on fire. That's just YouTube in general. That's not specific to, to Grumps by any stretch of the imagination. Everyone I've talked to is like, yep, things are always on fire. The moments where it's not, you're like... What was your job title on paper? I'm just curious. Uh, I don't think I had one. I always just call myself video editor. Okay. I was just wondering, like, on your on your 401k, what went through... Or, like, your, your, mm -hmm. on your W-2, what did it say, like, your title was whenever it was like... Editor. Okay, but I don't I don't think that that's uh, I don't think from the inside or out if that's like an, or an organization or a group of people you think yeah there's a lot of structure here there's a lot of okay mm. well now we're changing your title it was always very laissez faire which I think is a great thing and has some downsides um, personally yeah but that's like the trade off you make with any kind of structure or lack thereof um, but yeah so I for that entire year I was basically just like well okay. What do I want to do? And also, what do I think Game Grumps should have or could have? Um, so in that year, I, I tried making a podcast. I tried making more live-action scripted content. I experimented more with... Um, actually produced the Mario Galaxy, how about this game, on and off over the course of that year. Ended up publishing it on, on my solo channel. They basically were like, hey, you can just have this. I was going to just put it up on, on the Grumps second channel. And they're like, no, you can have it. So that was nice of them. Um, but uh, it was just a whole lot of just like trying different things and nothing was really sticking. And it was just like that that gradual realization that's like nothing I'm making is really sticking. It doesn't really seem to have an audience or it's not really finding its audience. And I don't think that this it's like I enjoy content creation. I don't enjoy producing. I don't enjoy thinking of like, well, how do we get this group of people to engage with this type of content? What kind of content do we need? And this was a lot of self-imposed stuff. I wasn't told, like, you need to make a podcast work. I was just like, yeah, we, we should start a podcast. People have been asking for that since, like, day one. Um, yeah. And it was a, alongside a shift of, and I've talked about this before, um, like, in my, in my first stream, when I first streamed, there were obviously a lot of people asking, like, why'd you leave? And a big part of it was also because the channel seemed to be moving in a direction that was much more focused on the two main grumps, Stan and Aaron and was no longer going to be the same sort of, like, hub of all these other different people doing Let's Plays and, and whatnot. Um, it just felt like that's that's the direction that they wanted to go. And so I was like, okay, well, I don't know what I'm doing because I keep experimenting. I'm making stuff like Our House, which, it, mm -hmm. it, almost like the Kingdom Hearts video, it's like, I didn't expect that to get more than, like, five views, but then, okay, sure, over... Like, people have pointed out that it'll show up when you just Google search for the song Our House by Madness. It's like, here you go, here's the video for it. Really? It's like, that's not the video for it, but thanks, Google. Um, <laughs> did, 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 was that the year uh, Grump Out was created or whatever the second channel was that called? Was, I, that I don't was remember earlier. exactly what it was. That was a year, year or two earlier. Um, I, remember, I remember you guys did an April Fool's joke that I didn't really get. That sound, that, I, it that was tracks. like, G? Yeah, G. Yeah, I... I co-wrote the, um, so there were, there were three videos with G. There was like the, the announcement of like, here's what we're doing. Here's our new branding. I, I co I had the idea for that and I co-wrote it. 
with uh, with Brian, I think. And then then they made the two actual videos, which I, I didn't have time to work on. Um, and there were some people who didn't like the, the quote-unquote episodes, but it's like, it was just a continuation of the bit. It was, it was fine, but... It was just like, hey, you know how Apple's really pompous about, like, oh, look, we got rid of a corner. So we're like, let's go full minimalist and pretend we're Johnny Ive. <laughs> I, I, I realized that I said I didn't really get it, quote unquote, but that wasn't really be me being like, oh, I wasn't funny. It was more that at the time I thought that it was sincere. Well, it's it, originally that, that, makes, that means it's a good April Fool's joke, I guess. True, true. I immediately thought it was sincere and I was like, oh, they're going to do... Gee? Even, even I remember somebody sent it to me. I don't even think I was subscribed. Once there's like close-ups of Aaron's hands clapping and he's like drooling out of his mouth, you're like, "Huh, this is interesting. They're going in this direction." Yeah. Well, hey, hey. <laughs> I don't know, man. You guys did a lot of weird stuff. True. You've got the you did the uh, jingle jangle problem on our hands mm -hmm. bit and a lot of uh, really weird uh, Crunchyroll ads. I mean, you you guys did tons of experimental yeah. stuff. Uh, well, that's that's also. That was why I was like, we should do more live-action uh, sketch comedy, which no one no one enjoyed. Part of that's because uh, I really well, I I think there were a lot of faults with the the live-action comedy we tried to do because it uh, it wasn't funny, and <laughs> I'll just take the hit for that. A lot of it just was because part of the problem, and and this also is something that I, I is also a, a a vague answer to another question that I saw on your list, which we'll get to maybe. Um, it's like, I, I work really good when I have a purpose, when I have something I'm driving towards. So mm. being told, Hey, we got this brand deal with Crunchyroll, Barry, write a script. It, ha it literally, whatever, because Crunchyroll is cool. And as long as we, I guess we don't swear, <laughs> like just writes. That's and it's so like, sweet. I didn't start, like, like I, I basically picked up the sort of, um, energy and 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 writing style from Aaron and I just carried that through because he wrote all the original sketches and then I ended up writing a lot of later Crunchyroll or t-shirt commercials or whatever they were um so I sort of like picked mm -hmm. up that I had a starting point and I sort of ran with it um and I didn't write all of them I'm not taking credit for that um but it, it's like okay we have to we have to convey that Crunchyroll exists and you can watch anime and there's like a discount code code or whatever it is that's a framework that I can work with. It's like, okay, here's our setup. We're doing this thing. And then this guy comes in and okay, sure. Like here's our little scene. And just in the edit, it'll be so intense and frantic that you won't understand what's going on. So there you go. There's your, there's your commercial. And then hopefully not get too many notes when they're like, what is happening? Cause it's one thing Absolutely. to make a crazy video and another thing to give it to a, a, a company with like people in suits and being like, can you, can you change the part where like, it looks like he's urinating himself or whatever it is. It's just like, it's it's yeah. always hilarious to get those kinds of notes. There's one in particular, I remember we did an ad for a mobile game and at one part near the end- Raid Shadow Legends. It was, this was before Raid Shadow Legends, back in my day. <laughs> um, but there was a, a shot when, I don't remember who it was, someone held out their phone and the screen was off and I was like, okay, I'll just track an image onto the screen after the fact uh, where they're like, oh, like check out the app. Here's the logo, like on my phone. And I deliberately tracked it poorly. So the icon like <laughs> slid out of the phone and was like hovering next to him. And to me, it was hilarious. That's such, that's such a stupid, I don't know. I can, I can see it right. in my head and Which it's just hilarious. like, oh, check out the app. It's like, where's the icon? Like, it's this, this, what, <laughs> what amateur hour is this? Um, 
And the note came back of like, hey, we need the, the icon to stay on the phone. And it's like, okay, fine. Like every now and then oh, that kind of stuff. Oh, you can't do yeah. the joke? And sometimes we push back on it, but I was never the one having that's those so, conversations. That's so funny I, though. That, yeah. I mean, that's but that's also why the things we did get away with was always like, how did we? Um, but it's, it's, it, that's the thing. It's like, you're coming to our group and saying, make a thing for us. It's like, well, we're going to speak to our audience the way we want to. If, if you want yeah. to just attach a commercial you made to a video, that's a separate conversation. Um, but yeah, at the end of the day, definitely. you know, they're the ones paying for the brand deal. So, but again, I, I was always just like on the receiving end of like, Hey, so here's the note. So I wasn't the one being like, dear CEO of mobile game company <laughs> uh, give me twice as much money i don't accept notes it's like no it has to be a collaboration you have to be willing to compromise on some things and stand up for yourself on others but well you've never you've never really struck me as the as the pompous asshole who would be like oh no i don't i don't take of notes course on my but, edits but, it, but it, it, it's like that's an example i think of where it's like oh like we couldn't go exactly as weird as we wanted to but it's fine. Yeah, it was just crushing your spirit a yeah. little bit. Uh, speaking of editing, though, uh, I guess we can we can uh, uh, whatever the word is that goes into another conversation. Segway. Uh, what? There we go. That one. All I thought was let's scooter, and because Segway is a scooter. Let's and scoot. I, my, my, there we go. What editing skills do you believe to be the most valuable to learn for the future? Uh, like to an aspiring editor or like, what am I trying to learn? Cause I believe that this person was a, I believe this person was already an okay. editor, but wanted to know where you thought editing for video editing was going to be going, uh, in the foreseeable future in the next couple of years, how video Just editing what might are important change. skills to learn. Uh, I, that's a tough question to answer because so much of it to me depends on context. What is the kind of content? Are you making YouTube videos? Are you making music videos? Are you working for TV? Um, you know, I, I, I same. no, go for it. No, I mean, I'm just, I'm just agreeing. I, I completely agree with you as someone else who edits videos. I think there's so much content behind, uh, what skills would be coming up in the next couple of years. It, it depends entirely on what area. Mm -hmm of video editing you're working I mean, the, the, the main thing is you, you can't predict the future when it comes to editing. Editing is the vehicle through which you, you get your idea out there. That's a very smart sounding way of describing the what editing is. Um, so I think in that sense, the most important thing is just learning how to work as efficiently as you can. Whatever it is, mm. if it's coming through footage, if it's organizing things, if it's working with audio, just learning how to at least get a rough cut as quickly as possible, whatever that is something to show people and then get feedback on because no matter where things go, where tastes change, um, being able to work quickly and efficiently and then later being able to, to hone in on the fine details. Um, that's probably important. And in a more generic sense of just like, what's a good thing to know, uh, timing and rhythm. Um, I've seen a lot of YouTube content that feels very flat just because of the pace of the edit. Because if you have a conversation between two people, that can be entirely changed by the edit. Um, and the editor has an extreme amount of power in a, in a situation like that. Uh, if you're just tossing together a Let's Play, not as significant. You're just like, okay, here is the content as it was recorded. Um, but if you're working with different types of footage and... and telling a story through the edit 
Um, and I, I can't tell you, here's how to learn comedic timing, but um, I guess just have a very critical eye, look at things you enjoy and try to figure out why you enjoy it. Why, if you're watching, you know, a Monty Python sketch or whatever the heck it is, you know, why do they cut to this character at this moment? Is it because they lost the film from that camera and they had to cut to this guy? I don't know, but you, you can think about, okay, like what are the timing beats and, and what can you emulate in your work to make things feel punchy and, and more alive than just like, and now we cut to camera B. But it's a hard thing to convey in words. Do you do the same thing that I do? Uh, and I was trying to think while you were talking of another thing that might, mm -hmm. as as an editor myself, something that might be good as as a little bit of advice do you do edits and then leave it for a day and then come back to it to make sure that the comedic timing still works like the next day or a couple of hours later um rarely intentionally but all the time yes like I, i'm not gonna do something and then rest on it just to be like do i still like it i do that with ideas i do that with scripts um but with edits yeah, I mean, the thing I can think of is is the Kingdom Hearts video that I made is half an hour long. That thing took me mm -hmm. months to animate and edit. That took ages. And a lot of that process was just working through the video linearly. Sometimes I jump around based off of kind of the art that I had done at the time. Um, but for the most part, I did most of the art and I did most of the animation. But yeah, I would go back and rewatch earlier parts of the video and be like, oh, I kind of started animating these parts differently and basically, do I now want to change that or not? Um, but it's also, it's weird because I, I think with a project like that, I have to just trust myself at that point. Like that's where the script writing comes into play as, as like, script writing is by far the hardest and most arduous part of the process for me. Because once I'm in the trenches working on the video, whatever it is, I'm just go mode. I'm not really reflecting on what I'm doing exactly. I'm just like, I need this PNG to wobble. And then this one slides in and that one wobbles. Like it's very much black and white. Here's what needs to be done. Then I'll go back and rewatch it just to be like, does this work? And then if I'm like, I don't know, I can't tell. Then I just release it anyway. But oh. I, do, do the scripts say PNG wobbles in them? Do you do like heavy, very heavy handed scripting? Um, no, occasionally I'll give myself a note of like, here's the dumb idea I had in case I don't trust myself to remember in a month, which does happen a lot. Um, but that's only if I'm like, okay, like I have, I already have a dumb idea for what to put here. But a lot of the time it's just as I'm editing it, I'm like, okay, I have like the Kingdom Hearts video was a lot of two characters talking to each other. And it's like, okay, I want this to be interesting every time it happens as much as I can. Um, so what's a dumb bit that I can do here? Okay, how about Goofy's tooth falls out of his face and then grows back in? Done. Let me ten, take 10 seconds yeah. in Photoshop to draw a full tooth and, and make that happen. Um, but if I had that idea ahead of time, yeah, I might have put it in the script, but I I, I, I try to have the script just be as, as clean as I can, which is sporadic notes of just like, here's, here's the dumb idea I had. And then future me's like, that sucks. I have a better idea. How long does it take you to write those scripts? Um, ages, forever. I, I, I'm one of my big points of pressure I'm putting on myself to get better at is just writing in general and just write more, even though I end up throwing a lot of it away. Um, because I, I, to me, the, 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 the script, the writing is the foundation of everything. Like a, a good, 
a good edit's Absolutely. not going to save a bad script. Um, and th so that's really important to me. And I'll, I'll, I'll literally sit on ideas for over a year, if not longer. I'll write an entire draft of a script, give it to someone to read. And if they're like, I don't know what your point is, then I'm like, okay, I'm going to shelve that because now I don't care enough to fix it. <laughs> I'm going to move on to another thing. Like, that that's honestly a good part of the reason why I haven't made a lot of content in the past uh, couple years is... How many times do you how many times do you send those drafts to other people? Um like we talking about like six people oh, you send this people? to just two? Yeah, like how many like you said that you would get mm -hmm. a draft and you'd send it out and you'd show people. How many people are you showing? How many people's opinions um, are you getting? Well the the first line of defense is always my girlfriend because uh I'm well, jealous. <laughs> well my wife won't read I, my scripts. I, a lot of people's favorite jokes from the Kingdom Hearts video came from my, my girlfriend because they are hilarious and also love gibberish nonsense so that's where a lot of the like oh scoots and bingus bongus <laughs> comes from and I'm just like a lot of a lot of that process was me going that's too much and I'm going no 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 trust me and I'm like I th we just had gibberish in the last line um so but then I have other friends like especially for the more analytical stuff I have a lot of people whose opinion I really trust about game design and um I'd say on average, probably two to three people, sometimes up to four or five, but that's that's rare. Usually like two to three people read my stuff and then give me some feedback. Okay, full disclosure, that was 100% a question for me. <laughs> I just wanted to compare sure. notes. It's whatever of, works for of, you. Of, I, was like, I, I was think like, it's I... important to have outside well, you eyes, know, I... but you know, it's it's your process. Yeah, I send, I send my scripts to like three mm -hmm. people, generally. Same thing, same thing. I'll just send them out and be like, what do you think? How good is this? And yeah. uh, a lot of it's just, am I you know, on something I'll get or is this a waste of time? Because yeah, absolutely. It's, I have two absolutely. major hurdles with my scripts. The first one is, am I saying something interesting and am I make getting my point across? And the second point is, I think I just wrapped those two points in one thing. Am I saying what I want to say and is it engaging and interesting? Because one of my huge, yes, yeah, it entertaining. Is it, one of my huge pet peeves of a lot of YouTube content out there is it feels extremely padded. And I'm not going to say I'm immune to that. I'm not going to say that my content is 100% solid meat content. But when I watch a video and the first 10 minutes is just like, you're giving me context and backstory I don't care about. This has nothing to do. Almost all of my scripts, I end up rewriting the first page like 20 times. Because I'm like, like I, oh my I God, made a same. video about Mario Galaxy. And I, I released it on my channel a couple years ago. I mentioned it earlier. It started, the first draft started with like, in 1985, Mario was Jumpman in Donkey Kong, and the game was like this. And every time I revised it, I would like trim that down, trim that down. I'm like, and I reached the point where I gutted it entirely. I was like, I threw it in the trash, and I was like, if someone's watching this video and doesn't know who Mario is, they're not going to understand anything else in the video. And yeah. I just hate watching YouTube content. It's not like, I already know this, get on with the point, but it's like, when you go on a tangent and it ends up going nowhere, it's like you should have cut it. It's it's so important to me that that. So this entire this interview. entire interview. Well, I mean, I can't treat my streams <laughs> the same way. I have to just be like head empty, turning off the brain. We're hanging out. That's what this is. It's not. I if it's scripted content, it's scripted. This isn't. I did a first draft and recorded. It's out the door. I don't like doing that kind of content. I don't yeah. like consuming that kind of content if it's intended to be produced and scripted like that and. It's a, it, as I said, it's a pet peeve. So I try to be very critical. I don't know how many times you like, 
is this does this matter like is it funny is it conveying the point or ideally both if not maybe get rid of it i 100 agree i don't know how many i don't know if you've watched any of my content I, so i i, uh, I started I to a... mention i was watching your amori video and you started showing some bits of footage of the part of the game i haven't gone to and i was like yeah but i really enjoyed what i saw and then you show me that oh it's only like i i didn't show anything that's not an hour right. in i think i i did very i, I was very sure to not show any spoilers I think it was Nothing. also side content I that want... I missed, potentially. Um, Th there is some side content in there that, that you might have missed. There's tons there's of side so content much. in that game. Um, it's such a good and then game, you man. Show me the, I love that the clip game so from much. Your, from your stream with your 3D avatar that gave me nightmares. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I Well, okay, point. I, I, I'm getting off on a tangent. Point was, uh, I made a video called Boats uh, a while back that I don't think from what i get from other people that's just like my most criminally underrated mm -hmm. video uh but my point is i i scripted and drafted that video like eight times man i did so many scripts of that video and just cut it down the video is only a minute long mm -hmm. now because originally it was like 10 and i cut that thing down until all this is just bam 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 jokes that's all it is the mm -hmm. whole time and it works that way but I, I think I'm with you on just trimming scripts down. Uh, going over drafts is it so is. important. It, I, the, the, that part of the process is, is the part that I don't, I, don't, I don't... What am I trying to say? I don't struggle with that part as much, but it's, it does reach an extreme where I'm like, I've spent so much time living with this idea, I'm sick of it, and I haven't even finished the script. And then I'll just shelve it and be like, yeah. maybe I'll get back to that idea someday. And I'm at a point now where I'm 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 frustrated with myself about how few videos that I've made. Not maybe not frustrated is too strong of a word, but it's like I know I can make more content. I'm just really critical on like the first step of the of the process because that's the part of the of the process that is everything to me, and it's really important. From that point on, I've actually done a lot of uh, video production streams. I've basically made most of my content on stream. Um, which is great because I'm actually able to get near real real time feedback on like, hey, does anyone understand what I'm doing here? If I, you know, make Sora and Riku fly off into space, and if people are like, what is this? And I'm like, okay, maybe I'll try this instead. Or people are like, hey, yeah, what if yeah. this happens? And I'm like, that's great. I'm stealing that and not giving you credit other than this vod of the stream. And they're like, <laughs> thumbs up, okay. Um, so that's really fun. But I, it's like I can I can work on art on stream i can edit on stream i can't write on stream so i really it's like it's like oh, that's the first hurdle and it's it's awful and i'm like i just need to i need to get faster at it and i need to lower my standards enough where i'm actually done with scripts and moving on to the next step of the production that's that's where i'm at right now do you do what i do and you just cut yourself like you shut yourself in a room to write scripts uh, i i completely get rid of everything around me like no outside anything i i i don't because i find that when i try to do that then it feels like okay you're in script writing mode and then nothing comes and then i'm just sitting there like what do i do really um you mentioned editing mode mm -hmm. earlier and just getting like really into the and you know just going straight to work that's how i am with scripts i wish that's how i was uh, with that's script. the exact same so way. i i am that way sometimes with certain types of content that i write but it's specifically the game design analysis videos that I'm struggling with the most. 
Um, something like Kingdom Hearts, mm. that's like I'll knock out most of that in an afternoon, and then the revisions are just honing things in, tightening up jokes, adding jokes where there weren't any. Because that's just like, well, this, this video is a vehicle for jokes. I'm not trying to act like I'm smarter than I am, so I don't have to worry about that. Just is it funny or not? But if I'm like, hey, I have a weird idea about Death Stranding. Okay, well, what do I want to say? What's the of the 50 things I want to say? What's the most important thing? And I I, I think that's where I struggle because I don't I don't do reviews, or I think with a review, correct me if I'm wrong, you're you're able to kind of focus. It's like you're you're doing an overview of multiple aspects of the game and sort of diving deep on the areas where you think you have the most to say. Yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd agree with Whereas that. Whereas the kind of analysis I like to do, I'm like, I'm ignoring 90%. Like, people think I hate uh, Mario Galaxy because it's a very critical video. I'm very negative towards the game. The, the game that I'm the 29th fastest in the Switch version. The fastest boy. Uh, <laughs> but in that same video, I'm like, I remember liking the the, the music and the, the characters and stuff, but it was the level design that was lacking for me when I looked back on the game years later. And why was that? And that was the journey that took me into kind of coming up with this theory about the course clear design versus the open sandbox exploration kind. Um, you know, unironically, is this is 100% true. I did not make a Mario Galaxy video because you did. Really? <laughs> you you had the same shit. You. <laughs> you had the same shit to say. Like you had you, it was, everything that you said. I was just like, well, I just agree with him. I okay. I have been there though. Yeah, um, Oni Black Mage did that with The Last of Us 2 as well. And people were asking mm -hmm. me to do The Last of Us 2, so I put out a 40-second video uh, where I just played Yakety Sacks over the final fight and then <laughs> screamed it's bad 4 out of 10 into my microphone, yeah. like, really distorted. Um, that's, that's it. Late, oh, actually, like, summer of 2019, I was working on a script about comedy in games. And... I'd recently done replays of Portal and Portal 2 on my stream. And because um, I've had this weird idea that I haven't really been able to pin down about comedy and games and how most of what we think of as comedy and games is the writing. And that's not what's unique about video games. It's the interactivity element. And it's how do you tell a joke when a player is control of the camera and the movement and the pacing. Um yeah, the character the agency for video games would be different than stand-up comedy. The audience never has agency inside mm -hmm. of a stand-up bit. Right. If it's like, you know, an improv uh, theater and they're like, oh, we're getting suggestions from the audience. Like, there's a certain level of interactivity, but that's still, it's not the same thing. Um, and I, I, I've always felt that a game like, you know, Octodad, like, or Goat Simulator, there's a lot of very floppy physics-based things those are very funny with their mechanics because they're unreliable and because the player's input is kind of being obfuscated and just turned into, oh God, now I'm flying across the map. And that, that's that's funny to humans. Um, but so I was working on this script and I was like trying to figure out like, well, what am I trying to say? And is this interesting? And I don't know. And then uh, Untitled Goose Game came out and about 30 video essays dropped about comedy and games that said it <laughs> so well. And I just kind of sat there going... Uh. Maybe that goes on the shelf. <laughs> yeah, right? Because then uh, these videos said exactly what I would have said about Untitled Goose Game. So it's like, well, all right, well, here we exactly. are. Exactly. I've Yeah, I understand 100%. I know that feeling and I dread it. Um, yeah. Let's see. What content creators do you enjoy watching? Do you have any channels that you'd recommend? Uh, 
Sure. Uh, I, I do watch a fair amount of YouTube. Um, the one I always go to is just like, if you're not subscribed and you're interested in games and game design, how dare you? Uh, game Maker's Toolkit is just like the holy grail of how does he do this? How does he make such interesting, well-produced content on such a consistent schedule? It eludes me. It is infuriating that it's so good. Um, uh, I really like uh, Norell. Um, he made a video a while back about Majora's Mask 3D versus the N64 game that blew up. Um, and that was how I learned about him. But he's made, he makes really funny, insightful stuff. Um, uh, I, I recently dove into... I've been following them for a while, but I recently like did a... You know, like, I'm going to just watch all this person's content today. Um, mm -hmm. Scruffy, who tends to focus more on audio and games, but they're... Scruffy's YouTube channel is the the video game YouTube equivalent of a warm blanket. It's just oh, yeah. so nice, and and his delivery, his voice, is so nice. He makes a lot of musical arrangements for his videos, um, like lazy game reviews. I don't like, know if you're familiar. I'm familiar. I really like lazy games reviews voice, but there's something about Scruffy where I'm just like, yeah, tell me about Sonic's time signature. I'm just I'm just saying that I I. Uh... I generally hear that about lazy game reviews. I that's yeah. usually how people describe his stuff is it's cozy, but it, it's it's it it is from what I've I, I haven't followed um, LGR for a super long time. I've seen a handful of videos. Um, but Scruffy's stuff it tends to be there's a lot of hand drawn art. There's like a, a slow methodical pacing. Just just watch one of his videos about games and and prove me wrong because I don't know it's just really nice. Um, uh, what else? Uh, Retro Game Mechanics Explained is one I learned about recently. They go very deep into Retro Game Mechanics and explain them. They they will literally be breaking down at during this frame, this position in memory on the NES is doing this, and this speaks to the processing unit, and then that does this. It gets extremely te technical, but it is fascinating if you have that the... That sounds uh, so... That sounds so relaxing to me as a as a person with a degree in IT. That sound I'm gonna get you to send me some of these sure. <laughs> after the interview. Absolutely, that sounds so wonderful. It's and, uh, and it's also great because it's it's not just like, I mean, it, he'll he'll explain here is how a a sprite is rendered onto the screen frame by frame for like Mario two, but the the mystery what he hooks you with is like well. The way that the NES is set up, you're only supposed to have three colors in a sprite and transparency. So how do they get Mario's eyes to be white? What are they doing to make that happen? Well, first, and you just sit there and like an hour later, you're like, I understand nothing and I'm a so moron. So that's but that how was... Mario's eyes are white. Yeah, but it's like, maybe I picked up one thing, but he'll get into like, oh, he did a video about um, how the Pokemon sprites are rendered in the original Game Boy games. And it's just fascinating. It's so, it's so cool. Even if you understand 10% of it like me. <laughs> um, really recommend checking it out. Um, and there's also a YouTube channel completely unrelated to video games uh, that I learned about recently called Posey, P-O-S-Y. And he makes videos about whatever he wants. Uh, he made a recent video about sine waves. He's made videos about light, uh, the sun, um, uh, LCDs like literally anything he finds interesting and it's just there's something about the way he produces his content he's a very small channel so that's why i'm like this this is this is so weird and good and i just love the way he delivers things and and it, his fascination with things is infectious it's so 
satisfying. So Sounds like stuff that I'd love. Like I said, I'm going to get you to send me some of these if you don't mind. I'll just type them in our Discord chat because I will forget. <laughs> okay. So. Okay. Um, okay. Next question was um, your original life goals and how they've changed. What's your long-term goals uh, for the future? Um, Career-wise, I want to make a lot more YouTube content. I still have a billion ideas of things I want to do that I haven't gotten around to yet. Um, and it's also the ideas I don't know that I have until I'm like, oops, let me make this. Um, so I'm trying to get into a, 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 a place, you know, it's an old adage of with any kind of, I guess, work, let alone creative work. There's, there's three corners to the triangle, good, fast, and cheap. And the answer in the, the, I'm telling this terribly, pick two. So you have good, fast, and cheap. You have to pick two. So it can be good and fast, but it'll be expensive, or it can be fast and cheap, but it won't be good. Um, yep. And I, like a lot of content creators, uh, lean into the uh, good and cheap, which means it'll take a long time. And I've been wrestling with, well, what can I do? What is within my means to make content faster? Because I enjoy making content, I enjoy the process, and I know that there's people who enjoy my content, and it's just how do I overcome my own hurdles with like writing and stuff and what can i do on the production end maybe help maybe bringing on help and having people actually help me um what what can i do to do that faster um more long term beyond that i want to make games because that is do you really where my heart is uh i studied game design in college which is how i learned the three things i repeat in all my videos um but yeah, I, 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 every now and then I'll boot up Unity and spend a couple weeks knocking around a prototype, and then I'm like, oops, I'm busy with things, and then it goes away, and I'm like, oh, yeah. Someday yeah. I'll have time for that. Forget, but Forgot you had a life, didn't you? Yeah. Just had a had a little bit of time and decided mm -hmm. to throw it all at Unity. Exactly. Uh, how were, what were your, like, original goals before Grumps? Uh, it, games. It was actually games. games. I wanted to, to work in, in the games industry in some capacity, ideally actually making stuff um rather than like i work in biz dev for a games company like if that's what it took then i would probably have taken that job um, yeah but i wanted to be hands-on in some capacity did you um, ever apply for anything like that or ever get to an interview in one of those types of companies well i i did one of my odd jobs i worked while i was sort of wrapping up my college education and still trying to maybe stay in new york i worked a uh, an unpaid internship for a company that was doing HTML5 games when that was starting to maybe be the hot next big thing. Yeah. Um, I didn't do anything really related with games. I mostly worked designing spreadsheets for like how UI would work, um, which wasn't the most exciting work, but everyone there was cool. It just was like, <laughs> I need I need to make money and also yeah. have experience that I think will you know, look good on a resume rather than just, I did this for a few months. Um, yeah and then i that was probably the closest i got to actually working with people who were making games but i worked for uh aol's they they had a, a had slash have a website i don't remember anymore it was like games.com or game.com or something like that um and i i did some back-end data work for them they were moving their database from like one thing to another and they needed hands on deck Really? What did you um, actually get your degree in? Uh, so, the short version is 
I graduated from the Gallatin School of Individualized Study at NYU. Oh, I which, see. Which is hipster college for I want to make my own degree. I uh, am I well aware. Okay. Um, yeah. Not a lot of people are. Uh, really? I have a I have a friend who there there's like one or two of those colleges in basically every state. I have one mm. friend who uh, just went to several of them. Mm -hmm. And uh, he ended up getting a degree in something weird. He ended up in Japan. I don't even remember, man. That was such a strange thing. He went to some weird college in Arkansas, made his, went to hipster college, made his own degree, mm -hmm. and got some really, really weird stuff going on. I'm sorry. Keep going on about Gallatin. That, that's fine. That's interesting. Um, yeah, I so I didn't know that that school even existed. I, I applied and got into the College of Arts and Sciences, the the main kind of liberal arts college at NYU. And after my first year there, I was like, I want to take business classes because I don't know what I want to do, but a business background sounds useful. And my advisor was like, you're going to have a really tough time taking business classes from CAS. So try applying to Gallatin. And then I transferred to Gallatin my sophomore year and spent a year um, not sure what I wanted to do. I For a little bit, I thought I wanted to major in like globalization and business in a globalized society. And then I realized, I think I'm doing this because I think it sounds impressive, but I don't, I don't, what, what is this even a job? I don't know what this is. You don't is. even care. Yeah. It was just like, I know I'm interested in business, but also most of these business classes are just kind of like, you, you're, you're like, you get a case study about like Coca-Cola did a thing in the eighties and it's like, okay, at what point in my future is this going to be applicable? Like on a small scale, maybe, but. It was interesting, but I was like, I don't know. I, I, uh, I don't know what I'm doing here. Um, uh, there are definitely some bits. I don't regret those decisions, but uh, I also picked up a minor, which was the business of music, entertainment, and technology. Um, and that, I took a bunch of really funky classes to satisfy my minor requirements. And one of those classes was about video games. And the rest is history. I, I changed my focus to video games because that single class I took to fulfill a minor requirement was the first time I received any kind of formal education related to games. Mm. Um, and I went, oh, games are a lot and can be more. Uh, and then I, st I, I, so ultimately, I don't think it even says it on my diploma, but my, my concentration, as it's called in Gallatin, was um, video game theory and design. Because game theory is a different thing. That's math. It's like all the you video have a, game you theory. Have, you have a, you have a, are you telling me you have a degree in video games, sir? Uh, no, I have a, I have a, I have a degree in um, uh, individualized study. I think is what it <laughs> says. But so at Gallatin, in order to graduate, you have to go through a process called the colloquium. You have to have a two-hour-long conversation with faculty members of your choosing, and you basically vouch for yourself. You're like, "This is what I spent four years doing. Please graduate me." Um, ah. So that's 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 fun. Um, but you yeah, know something I, you mentioned during hmm? all this actually came up in another one of our questions you said you know video games I love them they could be so much more somebody wanted to know what was the first game that you played as a kid that made you feel like games were more um I wasn't a kid I was in high school but I think Shadow of the Colossus is probably one of the first games I played where I I, I, I it was like I, I felt like you know, Indiana Jones, this belongs in a museum. I was like, this is too good. And I'm mm. scared of like, like 
what this means. That like something like this can happen in a video game and happens so seamlessly, it doesn't feel like it's trying to do anything. Because I've played like artsy flash games on Newgrounds, but that those never really hit me in the sense of like, oh, I just had an experience that couldn't have been done anywhere else. I mean, I, I, I the other one I always bring up is Passage. That's a, a flash game that um, that was one of the first games I played as well. It was around the same time as Shadow of the Colossus too, like. 2008 or 9 or something. Um, and... Actually, maybe 2007. Whatever, 2006? it doesn't matter. Yeah, I, I'm, like, I'm like, no, it was yeah. earlier than that. Yeah, Shadow of the Colossus, I think, was 2006. Um, I don't know, this is all like 50 years ago now. But yeah, right. Passage is, is uh, hard to convey in words. It's basically like you're a guy going through a maze, and it, it represents life, and you start on the far left side of the screen, and the, there's tons of space in front of you. And as you move to the right, very slowly over like 10, 15 minutes or so, your character moves from the far left uh, to the far right. So you can no longer see as much in front of you. And then like parts of the game get blurry. And there's also a maze you can go through and collect stuff. But if you pick up a wife, you can no longer fit through the same parts of the maze. And I was just like, this is literally a video game version of life that is wordlessly conveying a lot of weird ideas. And I was yeah. fascinated with that for a long time. Um, well, I can't blame you. That I, I kind of want to go play it now. That sounds fascinating. Yeah, I don't know where you still could with Flash. Yeah, who knows? But, yeah, because, I, I, yeah, again, I played a lot of stuff that was like, this is interesting and innovative, and I've never seen this before. But I think those two, I was just like, you can do a lot with video game mechanics in a certain context. I'm right there with you on Shadow of the Colossus. I loved that game. I still love that game. I still play it, like, every year. Mm -hmm. My wife even designed... My wife's an artist. Mm -hmm. uh, she designed me a tattoo that I still haven't gotten, but it's it's a, it's a just uh, the symbol that all the mm -hmm. Colossi have, and then uh, Wander, just the, his silhouette, holding on to it like he does in the video game. Mm -hmm. uh, she, looked at, she looked at some reference photos and sketched that up. I've still got to get that. I, I love that game, man. Yeah, I... I... But, I'm I'm I have no plans to get a tattoo, but I always felt like if I if I had to get a tattoo, yeah, I'd probably I'd probably get that Shadow of the Colossus sigil on like a I know calf or something. I know it's so uh, good. Uh, a buddy of mine, Vernon, who worked with, with Game Grumps, and I, I believe still does. Uh, he has he has that tattoo. And I'm like, Damn does it, he really? Where did he get it? Someone's done it. I don't remember. People tell me, oh, I, I went here and got this tattoo, and I'm like, uh huh. I don't. <laughs> my you've never empty. never had a tattoo, huh? No, that's not for me. But I've got two of them. I and even I was the same way, man. I I didn't want tattoos at all until I was like, I was eighteen. I married my wife, and she was like, tattoos are sexy, and I was like, ah, a way I can impress well, my then. wife. Yeah, exactly, right. <laughs> what do you like, I was like, uh, I've got the Full Metal Alchemist uh, homunculi symbol, the Roarboros. Oh, yeah, is it red? Uh, yeah, uh, no, it's black. I okay. I I don't know why for me about. Um, tattoos. I I only want black tattoos. I don't I don't like color in tattoos. Sure. I just know the homunculus symbol is 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 it always red? Maybe it's not always uh, red. I think it's red in in the original 2006, but it's black in the new one. I don't remember. Okay. Uh, I'd have to I'd have to actually go look. But I've got that, and it's black, and it's on the nape of my neck on my back. Nice. And then I've got um, I've got this big, uh, devil head on my leg that's from Oyasumi Poon Poon. I don't know if you've ever read it. I have not. It, 
it's it's my favorite manga. I would recommend it a lot if you like um, if you're like me and you like looking at things that it's it's like the house of leaves of manga you know it, it does something different with the with the, the idea the of what it is yeah with the medium it's very impressive yeah and write, write that the... down and send it to me because i'm gonna forget what that's called but that that sounds okay right my alley it's actually on my background right now um nice. but yeah it's it's um it's just like poon poon's head uh near the end of the book and then inside of it, it's got the rest of his, uh, got a, the rest of his forms that he changes through during it, and then the title. And it's a drawing by Omocat, who did Omori, oh, yeah. Yeah. which I found out literally as Omori came out. I was like, wait a damn minute. <laughs> <laughs> I saw, like, I just saw it, and I, I, I thought to myself, oh, that looks, that looks very familiar. What is that? Wait a minute, that's my fucking tattoo. Mm -hmm. I recognize this person's artwork. So I had a slightly less personal revelation with with uh, with Omori when I, I was looking into it, and, and a friend gifted me the game on Steam, and I was like, "This art style is great." And then I saw it was developed by Omocat, and I was like, "I I know of Omocat. I I I in the before times, I would go to Little Tokyo in LA a lot, and there's a clothing store that that often has Omocat prints and clothing and stuff." So really I've been familiar with their work for a long time, but I, I had no idea they kickstarted a game five years ago. That was a pleasant she's, surprise. She's a wonderful artist, man. I love yeah. her work. I've got Seriously. so much. I've got so much of her clothes. Mm -hmm. I, I I just need to buy more of it. They they recently came out with the Omori clothing line on our website, and it immediately sold out within six hours. Damn. And I, yeah, I was very upset because I didn't get to it till the next day. But people basically were all complaining. Ah, you know, you, you can't get uh, you can't get these anymore. They had one that was the pink shirt with uh, all the kids laying around like they do when you come out of white space. Aww. And I really wanted that, man. I really wanted it. Maybe they'll uh, make more. I hope so. Uh, okay, let's see. Back to, back to questions. Yes. Um, I'll try to give less verbose answers. No, no, it's fine. I know you said you have to eat dinner soon, and I'm sorry that I'm probably, as an interviewer, I could probably just be like, let's, come on, Barry, let's speed this up, but I... Stop talking and answer yeah. the question, damn it. <laughs> yeah, but but no, uh, to be perfectly so... honest, I'm enjoying the conversation. I am too, thank you. Uh, let's see. Uh, your favorite and least favorite projects that you've worked on, on and off the internet? Uh, ooh. Hmm. Um, the first thing that comes to mind for least favorite is is probably the the live action sketch show that I was developing with with Grumps that I brought up earlier. Um, Did it I, have a name? I, uh, it was called World Famous. Um, and there were only a couple that we released. There were a few more that were shot, and I didn't even edit because it was just like a perfect storm of of bad. Um, and I put a lot of the blame on myself, almost all of it. I'm really not point poking. I'm not pointing fingers here. Um, what was just it? Like, I, I don't think I've ever seen it. It was just a handful of sketches that we we made and and developed, and I I, I co-wrote I think all of them, um, and I edited all of them. We shot a bunch of them, um, but like, I mean to 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 get to my point from earlier of just like you know like I I my writing I think is at its best when I have a goal and a purpose. When it's just like tell a joke, you know, if someone on the street is like, hey funny man tell a joke you're like i i don't know 
it's tough. I have a yeah, lot of respect definitely. for sketch writers, and it's not easy. And so, like, we're workshopping ideas, and we're making each other laugh, and we're like, okay, yeah, write that down. And then at some point in the process, it just doesn't work. And it's just, it's a bummer. It's disappointing. And then when the feedback is immediate and visceral and negative, it's like, okay, let's take one more swing. Nope, still no. Okay, maybe maybe this is not what I meant to do. How it's do you like deal this. with that, man? How do you how do you how did you deal with that? The Grump's got a lot of negativity over the years, and I mean mm -hmm. I don't think that you were the one who got the most negativity out of comments and everything. Probably yeah. one of the least since you had such a, a hands off. Uh, you know, you were the editor. How did right. you well, deal with with the negativity that you guys got over stuff? Did you have a way that you dealt with that? Like a like a uh, I don't know, go on a fucking vacation. I don't I don't know what to say. Well, I, I think at least, I can only speak for myself, I think what you do when you're dealing with just that vast quantity of eyeballs and people, um, you have to distance yourself from it in some way. And I think it's, it's easy to take that to an extreme where then you stop engaging with the community that's there. And again, I'm, I'm certainly guilty of that, where it's just like, okay, I'm just... Hands off, going. I'm gonna disappear for a bit, um, mm. and that's maybe not the most mature response. But sometimes you kind of got to do what you got to do to maintain your sanity. Um, but it's it's something that I, I struggled with for a while because I, I almost had the inverse problem from a lot of other people within the group, where I was receiving immense praise for wiggling JPEGs around and PNGs, and I didn't. I was no one prepares you for anything like that like maybe you might be prepared for failure and and for people disliking your work anyone who's made anything in their lives has had someone be like oh, it looks a bit shit that just happens um but having people literally be like barry you're an editing god and i'm like i i couldn't last a day in television or film i i edit let's plays and i'm glad you like them it keeps me employed but what I'm doing, anyone could do. And that's part of why I ended up making a behind the scenes video. And even at this moment where we're sitting right now, I still plan to make at least some form of tutorial making of stuff to just share the knowledge I have. Mm -hmm. um, Cause it's largely self-taught and gleaned from dozens and dozens of hours of watching tutorials online. Um, that's all right, man. You taught me how to edit. That's you're one, not the you first were... person to say that. Yeah. And that blows my mind. Well, um, yeah, I mean, it wasn't really that. It was more, I watched like 10 minutes of your video, right? Like I was, I, I think it got recommended to me on my front page or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I was like, cool, an editing thing. Barry does a lot of editing. He probably knows what he's talking about, right? And then so you watch it and you're like, I, he doesn't, but that means I don't either. <laughs> We're on the same level. Uh, no, I, I watched it and I, I watched like 10 minutes of it and I went, wait a damn minute. This is just Photoshop, but the images move mm -hmm. on a timeline strip at the bottom. I can do that. And then I stopped watching your video and I went and started, yeah. I went and started editing immediately. And I, I took some uh, Windows video that was on the PC that I was on about some horses running on the beach. And mm -hmm. I, I just got an After Effects in Premiere and I made one of the horses explode. Yeah. And <laughs> And that, that was it. That was the start of editing. But you started that out, man. You It was literally your video that made me go, oh, yeah, I, I, I'd be interested in doing that. Yeah. And and I honestly, I attribute a lot of that success. And I, I have had people reach out to me, send me emails who are like, I hit a million subscribers on YouTube today, and it's you gave me that first step. And I'm just like, what? But 
I think a big part of that success of that video in particular just comes from the fact that it was not really presented as a tutorial. I think it's called tutorial, um, but that's not even really the verbiage I would use. It was first and foremost, a making of video. Are you a fan of this content? Here's how it's made. Here, you're watching the sausage get, get made and hopefully it's less messy than that. And I think that made it seem a lot more accessible. It wasn't like, I don't know how many people would click on a video that's like, you know, here is my tutorial on like, I mean, if I made that exact same video and called it like Premiere Basics 101, I don't think it would have gotten as many views. Probably not. And 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 maybe the exact same people would have had the exact same experience, but it's just like, I think the fact that it's, it was a making of, of, a already, of an already beloved thing. And also it wasn't me being extremely technical because that's another, I have a lot of pet peeves. A lot of tutorials are like, okay, well, first we're going to open up our file. So you're going to go to the file in the top left and scroll down to open. You can also use control O or commando if you're on Mac. And I'm like, I don't care. Tell me how to do the thing. So I wasn't Absolutely. getting mired into like, okay, this is the program monitor window. This is where we're going to see our footage. I'm just like, I dropped it in. Look, there's gameplay. You figured it out. It's, it's, you just need to get a push to understand what these windows are and what they mean. And if, and just me doing it and explaining what I'm doing, it clearly conveyed a lot of information. Um, and I, I'm, I'm very happy about that. Even if I make more tutorial content and 10 people watch it, it's like, I'll always be proud of the fact that that video reached a lot of people and a lot of people got a lot out of it. Well, have you ever, have you ever taken a, I guess this might just be a thing in my life because of where, what degree I got. But have you ever taken a certification test? No. No. Don't for, think so. For Premiere, editing, Adobe, all those types of things, the biggest thing that is a massive hurdle for people who can even edit or, in my case, like do networking for entire business networks mm -hmm. uh, with, you know, subnetting and whatever is you can do the work but you don't know what things are called you don't know the dictionary and the verbiage yeah so if you go and you take a test on it which a lot of these companies will require that you have these tests and finish these tests uh, you'll fail because you don't know what the people are talking about you could do <laughs> right. what what they're asking you to do but mm -hmm. that's that's why you get all of those technical videos of somebody being like here is the program monitor window Sure. Uh, because that's the stuff you have to know that I had to know mm -hmm. when I took that's the Adobe very classes. That's a valid viewpoint that I don't yeah. usually consider. Yeah, I took I took the Adobe uh, classes, and that was... I, I've been doing Photoshop for 20 years, mm -hmm. and I never needed to know that the Magic Wand tool was called the Magic Wand tool. It was never right. a thing that I needed. Mm -hmm. But if you sit down and you don't have that, that visualization, and it's just a a sentence uh, and you're like i don't know what the hell that is mm -hmm. but it it doesn't really matter that that's that i think that's why that happens all the time and i think that's why yours struck a chord because it wasn't this video trying to help people pass a test it was yeah, it was, hey, it was by youtuber for youtubers yeah it was it was like you want to you want to have fun on the youtube you want to you want to add a little video you want to smash your friends talking together do, you, do you, you want to make a let's play and wobble text and PNGs around? Watch this video. You got ninety percent of the the experience right there. Yeah, um, pretty much. That's a, that's a really good point. I hadn't considered. Let's see what's our what's our next thing. Um, what is the best and worst thing about what you do? 
uh best thing is all of it which is a cop-out but it's the fact that i do what i do uh because i want to do it you know i'm mm. uh, in the past you know however many three years i am i'm my own boss and all there's stress that comes with that but there's a lot of freedom that comes with that you're i'm not i'm not beholden taxes. to anyone yeah taxes are fun learning about quarterly taxes i was like that's a thing um <laughs> yep but um just and it's also the fact that like because it's just me and i'm only beholden to my audience and i stream a lot i have a connection with my with my community with my audience that i never ever ever had with grumps and that's mm -hmm. not a knock against the grumps audience obviously it's just the nature of my position within grumps and also the nature of youtube versus twitch to a certain extent because someone could watch every single Game Grumps video or whatever it is, and you as a creator might not ever know, even if they comment on every video. You might be like, oh, that username looks familiar, but that's different than streaming and having actual conversations with people. You, you're, yeah. I'm not going to say that you know them because that gets into a whole extra level of parasocial relationships. And it's like, well, it, you have to, have to put in more work to, to build something than just like, I like your stuff and you like my stuff, but... That's a separate conversation, but you have more than nothing, which is fascinating. And it's the fact that like I have, there's people that watch my streams and it's like, I, they're regulars. They've been watching my stream on and off for years at this point. And I love that I am able to have those connections with people and, and actually get to know more about these people and also get called out on my shit in real time. That's an absolute yeah, that privilege. too. The, um, well, building friendships through that type of thing, I think people don't understand how much there actually is to building a friendship. And uh, it does friendships happen. Friendships are, yeah, but, it does. But building friendships takes so much work and so much time, and and one on one time, you're not gonna, yeah. you don't become somebody's best friend through being at their Twitch streams. It can't be one sided, which it largely is, just by its yeah. very nature. But I I I absolutely value all that and. And it's also like the the selfish answer too is like, well, it's mine because my successes are mine and my failures are mine. Whereas with Grumps, it's like, well, did this video I made about Skyward Sword blow up because it's good or because it has the word Grump in the channel name? Um, did you ever get worried about that when you struck out on your own that maybe people would only care because you were the editor of Game Grumps? A thousand percent. And that's also why I made conscious decisions to distance myself and be like, hey, I'm not... It's not like, hey, this is my first stream by myself. Look, here's all the people you know. Um, it was important to me. It's like I need to be able to stand on my own on, on my own two legs. And if it doesn't happen, then it doesn't happen, and and I'll I'll figure something out. But um, well, none of your friends would have ever let that happen to you, man. I don't. You, I, I don't I'm think sure you know so, that. But it was it was just like I if for for just like the 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 kind of how am I trying to put this? It, it's it's like the personal value judgment of. Like, for, for the exact position I was in of being within this group and sort of going from silent, you know, faceless, voiceless editor to a known entity within this group organically over many years and enjoying so many of the benefits and not suffering a lot of the same consequences uh, was mm. a very weird position to be in. And what did you what did you call that? The personal what? Um, I don't even know what I just said. 
you say the personal value benefit? Value judgment, maybe? Of, of just, like, like what is my uh, value? PVJ? Yeah, maybe. Sweet PV and J? But, like, what, what, what is not just my value within this group, but, you know, how much of my value is my own? And how much of Did my value... Did you deal with that a lot? Not every day, but it's definitely the kind of thing that being away from that, it's like, it's like I said, like, did this succeed because of me? And that's not the most important question. I don't have such a massive ego that I'm like, this is, is mine, only mine. But after years yeah. and years and years, it, it is something that kind of built up within me of just like, I, 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 I know there's things I want to do that I can do here, but I'm confident I can do on my own. And can that happen? And can I, you know, be my own boss and, and basically run my own tiny business? And I don't know. I don't, I don't know what the original question was anymore. The best well, of course. Well, it had to be, yeah. it had to be normal. It has to be normal for that to make you nervous. You were in such a yeah. scenario where you were in the back of a very large thing. And I'm sure you saw what it did to, I mean, you saw what it did to Dan's life. Dan went from who he was before Grumps until now, and the the same thing I suppose technically happened to you. You you saw this to a lesser extent because you know you, he's more at the face of things, but certainly that had to. There was no way you were making it through that without thinking about to yourself a couple of times. You know how much of this is me? How much of this matters? because I did it or is it because I'm attached to uh the 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 brand yeah and and it's also and, it, it gets back to that distancing from the negativity as well as the success I was talking about earlier that for a lot of time I didn't claim any credit for my own successes internally you know people were, were telling even me that for I was well, I, I so that's the other thing is like people associate things like like, like Bergy and Wolfchop with me those were, I think both of those were Dan. <laughs> like, I just... I don't, I don't remember. I don't I, actually it's remember. It's like, yeah, I, I'm the one who put googly eyes on a burger and, like, made that iconography, that image happen, sure. But I didn't invent those ideas. I delivered them. So I'm not saying I, I take zero credit, but it's like with Wolfjob, I censored a graphic image of a wolf and a man <laughs> yeah. and put it on a screen. And then, yeah. but it's because of the, the, the catchphrase, as it were, the, the Barry put out the Wolfjob. Like, people say that to me and I'm like... Hey man, I I had to put sure. it as the number one question. <laughs> it's, it was it was fine. it was the top one. I was yeah. like I was like, well, somebody wants to say wolf job. I'll ask him about wolf job. Yeah, and it's and it's that, not something I'm like, oh, don't ask me about wolf job. It's like I, I want to convey because <laughs> yeah. I think it's it's fascinating to hear it from other people and to have lived it. It's doubly fascinating of just like your relationship to this content is different. Being on this side of the conversation is different. So you associate oh, me with wolf job. I don't associate myself. I associate that with Dan. He's the one who originally showed me his phone. Was like, look at this dumb thing my friend sent me, and then it becomes a, a thing. Was it not a Was it not a thing that was sent around your group of friends? Were you not just texting it to one another? Or am I misremembering? No, Dan got it. I, it was a running joke with his job before he went full time with Grumps and NSP. He had a group of oh, friends that's there. That's wonderful. All around. Doing doing a wolf job for mm. his job. Yeah, I see. Um. Uh, uh, you know what? Uh, we didn't answer. What was your favorite project on and off the net? Uh, I'm going to say the Kingdom Hearts video. And yeah? I think the big part of that is because I was able to work with a lot of friends on that video. Um, the original stream that I did that started that whole mess 
was with my friend uh, Gam. He goes by Gam Lord. He was one of the two people I did Bloodborne with. Um, mm -hmm. So it's the fact that he was my my Kingdom Hearts expert. And actually, there was an article written on some blog that referred to him as a Kingdom Hearts expert, which we both <laughs> found hilarious. Um, <laughs> and people are very quick to point out the inaccuracies and things he said wrong in that stream. And it's like... Imagine if that were your title. Imagine yeah. if that was your job Kingdom title. Excuse me. But I he, am a Kingdom Hearts expert. He is a wonderful person and a, and a dear friend. But being able to, like, not only come up with dumb jokes, but then, like, send that script to him. And, and he would write an essay about how time travel works in Kingdom Hearts. And I'm like, I'm not changing a single sentence about what I wrote. But now I'm going to have what you wrote fly by on the screen if anyone wants to pause and be like wait how does time travel work it's just like <laughs> that kind of collaboration which i don't usually get in my video production and on top of that i have another friend uh who goes by deer um and they made a lot of the background they did all the backgrounds and by the end of the production i was crunching so hard to get it done by the time three came out because i was terrified about doing three i was like I've been working so hard on this video i don't want to include three in this video as well i ended up doing a follow-up video yeah. about kingdom Hearts three by the time I was like, I'm done after this. I just want to sum everything up, up to three. That's the purpose. So I said before, I, I like having a purpose to drive towards. The purpose of that video was, I want to save you the hours of my life that I had to spend to understand what this story is. Um, we getting any more of those? Any more uh, good enough summary videos? The, I don't know. I don't, at this moment, have an idea. So... It's, I guess this is my new catchphrase now. The, the, I, I like having that purpose to move towards. I could absolutely right now start writing a, a good enough summary of Metal Gear or Zelda or whatever it is. But those are series, a lot of the requests I've gotten, those are series I'm a fan of. And I think it's the fact that I don't care about Kingdom Hearts that gave it the energy that it has. And it's also the fact that it's so uniquely weird and convoluted that it's yeah. fascinating to learn about if you're not already invested. And you a big Metal Gear guy? Yeah, I like Metal Gear. I I, uh, I, my, I my favorite series. Yeah. So I I have to disagree with you. I think you could do But most Metal Gear games are here's the the rogues gallery are trying to do a thing and Snake stops them. Nano machines and stuff obfuscate it and there's there's turns, but the thing is with Kingdom Hearts, I tried to strip out all the twists and turns as much as I could and be like, here is what happened. Disney World's don't matter. Let's we're moving on. Lingering will not even gonna mention it. Oops, it showed up in three. Not mentioning it either. Then that too. It doesn't matter. I don't care. I love it's Metal true. Gear. I've played them a lot. So I'd be like, well, you gotta mention the time when like the wolves pee on Snake's box, so then the other wolves don't get mad at him. It's like <laughs> the random shit that I know from the games. I would want to include because I'm a fan of them and I enjoy them. And to me, that's not what the Kingdom Hearts video was about. And I think that's why. Yeah, it was about your friend saying it. It was about my friend saying it and then me reinterpreting that into a way that uh, an alternate timeline me would understand and care about. Because it's like, yeah, why are you explaining to me, like, about what Peter Pan did? I don't care. Tell me about what Sora's quest is. And it's like, okay, well, that's like two words, I guess. I'm like, okay, then that's all you needed to say. And I watched... <laughs> There's another reason why I made that video is because there were so many videos that I watched that were summarizing Kingdom Hearts and they were either A entirely joke content just this is how absurd and ridiculous it is and nothing matters and it hearts and darkness and blah 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 and they're very funny videos i'm not saying they're bad but i was like i'm actually trying to learn and the other side was here is the you know hour-long breakdown of beat by beat chronological order 
We're starting Here's with... Here's the program viewing we're, window. We're starting with Union Cross, which is like a hundred years before Sora. I'm like, no, start with Sora. That's what I know. That's why I'm here. Um, so I try to make the video that I, I wished existed. And it's like, yeah, I could take that format and do it for other games and, and franchises, but unless I have like a purpose behind it, I don't think it'd be anything more than just like, remember when this happened? This year's a funny thing. And I'm not saying that'd be a bad video. I just, I would rather do something different. So like, I don't want to get into specifics because I have an idea that I'm, I'm workshopping of something I might do after this maybe Ghost of Tsushima video. But it, yeah. I think it would have kind of the similar vibe, but it would be a, not a good enough summary, but just like we're using this property to tell jokes because I do want to do more stuff like that. But part of it is well, it just also just like the you fear had so much of passion. Like, there was you had a lot so much of, passion behind the Kingdom Hearts one. Yeah, because I was fascinated and infuriated by it. Um, but so much of that just turned into like I, I j just like I don't care about any of it. I'm not invested, so I can mm -hmm. be ruthless and and just gut this fish and just be like nothing is left but the husk. And if you're a fan of this, please don't be mad at me. And instead, a lot of fans were like, "No, that's pretty accurate. You just forgot this part." And I'm like, "Okay." Um, do you have a Do you have another thing that you're that passionate about that <laughs> that that you're that frustratingly passionate uh, passionate about? I'm frustrated about a lot of things, especially in in gaming culture. It's just a question of can I turn this into a video without pissing off myself and everyone else? Um, but I think at the end of the day, it's like I, I I am very proud of that video. I'm very happy with how it turned out. I didn't make too many compromises on my initial vision for it. Um, and it clearly found an audience. So it's like I it, it, on the one hand, I'd be nuts to not make more of it. But on the other hand, it's like I for myself, I want it to be worth something, even if it's a jokey video that doesn't matter. I don't want it to just be like, hey, like that video was a, su a success, so now uh, that's all I'm gonna do. I'm gonna become the good enough summary guy, and yeah. just give me like, what's gonna be next time? Like, leave a comment, tell me become what it is. Scott Falco. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to. I, I live in a glass house. I'm not gonna start throwing rocks, right? Well, that's not what I'm saying. I'm okay. not. I'm not saying Scott Falco's bad. No, I'm just he's saying not. he's he's stated several times that the you know the side of salt series wasn't exactly supposed to be his main shtick he, sure. he people loved it so much that he felt like he had to make more mm -hmm. and uh and that it it got to him it actually got to him and i don't want to see that happen to you and i understand what you're saying is i appreciate you know it, you I... don't want to be the the good enough summary guy well it's like on the one hand you can't control other people you can't control the labels they put on you or the nice or mean things they say about you but for, it's just like it, I'm in a position where I am I am so so privileged like I am fully sustainable off of streaming YouTube is because mm -hmm. I enjoy doing it and as a result I can make exactly what I want to make and it's just That's about, fascinating are you really 100% sustainable on streaming yeah I, I do everything I can to keep expenses low and uh, you know it's a very variable source of income it fluctuates all over the place but it's like of course with that and with supplement in income from from YouTube, like I'm I'm good. I I'm not making so much that I can hire a team of editors to make my stuff for me, but I don't have to worry about making rent. I am in an amazingly privileged spot to be right now, and oh, I'm, I'm so happy spot. for you, man. Well, thank you, but it, it means that I'm not like oh god, what's my video this month? I need to you know make sure that my Patreon 
you know, people aren't going to bail on me because I didn't deliver this month. I don't yeah. have that. I have a Twitch community that gives me money and I, I'm like, thank you. And they're like, here's more. And I'm like, thank you. I didn't make a video this month. They're like, that's okay. Are you making anything now? And I'm like, no. And they're like, okay. Like, I don't know how Aww. I got in this situation, but it's amazing. But the thing is, I, I, I love making videos and I really enjoy the process and I enjoy having the discussions after the fact. And I like being able to make something and put it up on a metaphorical shelf and be like, I did that and I'm moving on. Um, it sounds like you have a group of people who love you and <laughs> and you and you in return are are being able to do what you love because they love seeing you do what you love. Yeah. And I want to do right by that group of people because there's there's it's there's no I mean, from my perspective, there's no strings attached to it. I'm very open about like th this is what this is. If you want to subscribe, if you want to cheer bits or donate or whatever, like you're just ma you're deciding to do that and you're supporting me. You're letting me keep, keep doing this. But, you know, I think of all the friends I have who have things like Patreon and typically it's like, hey, mm. you are at this tier. You get these rewards there. There's a mm -hmm. transaction that's taking place there. And I don't even have that that small amount to worry about. I'm in a place where it's like I can do whatever I want. I just can't break the bank doing it. Um, yeah. And but as a result, that's kind of where I get to this place where I'm like, well, I can make what I want, but I struggle with these scripts or whatever it is. Or like, you know, part of it's also the, the fear that comes from the success. The Kingdom Hearts video blew my mind how it did. Um, did you not to. think that that movie would or that movie? Mm -hmm. Did you not think that that video would would do as well as it did? Do no. you have anything else that that no. did like that? That no, not well. I mean, it's it's by far the most successful thing that I've made, and that includes a lot of things I did with Grumps as well. Um, mm. Which that is what extra blows my mind. It's like this this thing, the algorithm really liked this video. Um, did you have anything that did the exact opposite? Um, yeah, uh, uh, the Death Stranding video I released last year. <laughs> Did that not do well? I mean, it's over 100,000 views, so that's not nothing. That's a lot. Uh, that's not um, nothing, but that was but, last year, man. Yeah, and also it was uh, almost a year after the game came out, and I started the video by saying, don't watch this because it's spoilers, and a lot of people said goodbye. And oh, yeah. I apparently shot myself in the foot because I uploaded two videos at the same time. I also uploaded the, the Zoom Please I made a little animation of a zoomer dancing, and it was like, eh, I'll just drop this, why not? And I did it at the oh, same yeah, time. I remember that. Apparently, the, the, the YouTube doesn't like it if you upload two videos at the same time. Don't do that. You should, really? you should space them out by at least an hour. Yeah. Usually, people said that you, like, that, you know, you upload, if you'd uploaded, like, five videos a day or something, YouTube really likes that. I don't, is I, that old algorithm? Uh, my, my rudimentary understanding of the algorithm is it wants a lot of engagement, and then it'll kind of, like, push it from there, but... It's mm. if you put two videos out at the same time, it kind of picks one and is like, I guess oh, this really? is the one we'll show people. Um, if someone goes to their subscriber feed and looks, like, yeah, they'll see it. But a lot of people watch content from recommended few feeds and, and front page and stuff like that. Um, you know, that was my first big thing that I ever did was Death Stranding. That I, was that was my first it's a fascinating game. It is. It really is. I don't remember what I gave it. I think I gave it an eight. But that, that, that was the first thing generous coming from a fan of Death Stranding. <laughs> that was that was the first thing that I that I ever did that that got really big. People really responded well 
to discussion about that game. I'm glad you got to do something about it. I I loved talking about that game. Yeah, I had uh, that that was a arduous script writing process mainly because I had so many things I wanted to say and I was like I need to focus on maybe two or three things at most. Um but yeah, it was it was just a a a video that I released and then I felt like it it didn't even it didn't even. I don't know how to it's a hard thing to describe, but it's like it came out and then people were like, neat video. And it didn't feel like there was a lot of conversation that came out of it. It didn't feel like a lot of uh, interest was really there. And so it's like, I don't know if it's, I think it's a culmination of factors. It's the subject matter. It's the spoiler warning. It's the two videos uploaded simultaneously. I just, a lot of things mm. that in, in reflecting on it, I was just like, I'm proud of the video. And people who watched it seem to have responded very positively to it. Um but just things to learn and, and, and move on from. Because if I get too mired in like, oh, why didn't it perform well? Is it because I uploaded it on a Thursday afternoon? It's like, no. That, no. That, that, the, the main thing that I just keep relearning over and over is I just need to make more stuff. Because the more stuff I make, the more one slightly underperforming video won't hurt. Because it's like, all right, on to the next oh, one. Oh, God, yeah. Instead of just like, well, now what am I going to do? Which, yeah, but... I, 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 you asked the question earlier that was like, you know, what are the best and worst parts of, of kind of doing this? And I, I mm -hmm. rambled for a long time as I have been doing all after, all evening. Um, <laughs> but the, I, I was going to say that the worst part of it, I think, is that there's lots of stress and problems. And they're, in my opinion, very unrelatable problems. Um, it's the kind of thing that if you talk to someone else who does YouTube or streaming or, or works in this kind of content creation sphere, they're like, oh, my uh, God, yes. But then if yeah, I go, can I, can I ask like, you something about that? Yeah, real quick, real quick. But but if I'm like checking out at the grocery store and I, I'm like talking to that clerk, and I'm like, oh, my God, like like ad revenue is so low right now. It's like I don't <laughs> I don't expect them to give a shit. Yeah. Um, what were you going to say? Uh, I was going to ask, do you talk to your parents about you uh, making content? Sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Do you do you ever get the feeling that your parents really have no idea what the fuck you're saying? Whenever you talk about like, oh my my newest video, you know, it didn't it didn't do that well. And I, I, I really should have thought I really should have I, thought about some of it. I think they actually get a lot of it. Um and I think it's just because they've been, you know, part of this journey that I've been on, you know. I I, I have a good relationship with my parents and talk to them and that's oh, wonderful they, they've 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 seen the highs and the lows firsthand a lot of times and so mm -hmm. and you know it's it's not that youtube problems are unique in the world it's just like a lot of the, the the specific circumstances just they don't sound bad it's like doing a six-hour stream is just like that's not work you're you're playing video well, they games don't and translate talking to, to anything else man and then it's they, like they don't a, translate a friend of mine will will start streaming and be like holy crap i am exhausted after an hour how do you how, yeah. literally how do you physically do that and i'm like well xyz um so it's like i, I but it, anyway yeah so it's like I, I i my parents get a lot of it obviously they won't get specifics of like you know hey i made this new video and there's a joke in it about whatever and they might be like i we i have no idea what yeah, this yeah. is but it's like okay the kingdom hearts video there's Mickey Mouse and all, like everyone knows those characters and that's part of why Kingdom Hearts itself is so fascinating but I think it makes it more accessible but I think I have larger family and maybe family friends that are just like we don't understand what this is and the conversation's always well how do you pay how do you make rent how do you make money yep. doing this yep 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 and, and then, every single time 
because that's also like now that I'm my my own one man shop, I think it's a little bit easier for me to break down in a few words what I do. But as an editor for a let's play channel, it's like I have to explain <laughs> so many things. There's so many layers. If you don't exist in this space, I have to be like, okay, people like watching other people play video games. Yes, I know it sounds dumb, but it's a real thing, and it's more fun than maybe it sounds. And mm -hmm. uh, the let's plays are this as opposed to this. That's why it's called. It's like it's a conversation and a half. Anyway. Yeah, my mother is very sweet lady. Mm -hmm. Like, first off, she's a very sweet lady. But if I ever start talking about performance of anything relating to my channel, uh, her I can tell her eyes just glaze over. She has no <laughs> idea what the hell I'm talking about. Right. And she will she will just be like, that's very nice, sweetie. That's, that's wonderful. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, I'm so sorry that happened to you. Would you like some coffee? Yeah. Like, she just, she, she has no way to continue the conversation i was like i wonder if that's just a a my life thing well, well with, with you know what with my folks it's it's typically a like like oh it, yeah i released, released this video and it, it didn't do as well as i was hoping but people like it or it's this video did crazy well and and it's everywhere and i'm getting like all these weird tweets of like you know i i watched this with my family and we love it i'm like okay um <laughs> and it's always just like that's that's excellent. Or we're sorry to hear that. So what are you doing next? It's it, they're 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 very encouraging in that sense of just like, all right, yeah. what's next for you? You're done with that. On to the next thing, right? So my my parents um my parents always get confused about why people would watch the thing that I do. <laughs> like, but I'm like, confused like, about why people watch yeah, the things yeah, that I do. I know. My my parents are like, oh, you're making, uh, you know, I'll explain a project to them, be like, oh, you're making that. Will people? Do people want to see that? Do people? Will people watch that? One of my is that, a, is that a thing? One of my like weird fondest memories from my time with Grumps was we were at a convention. I want to say it was a PAX, and we were doing a signing. So people are lining up, and we're behind tables with a box full of sharpies, and we're signing the most random crap that people have on them. And the, the first time that happened, I literally just dreamed about faces because it was just like, I've never had, I've never made eye contact with this many people in a day in my life ever. Really? Um, it was beyond surreal. And it might've been that same time or it might've been like the second time I, I joined a signing. Um, and it was someone's mom who had, who had taken their, their, their child to this event, which I'm always so stoked when i see a parent bring their child to that kind of event i'm like you are absolutely the best parent. that is so cool your kid might be jumping out of their skin embarrassed but like it's so cool that you're supporting your kid's interests but absolutely this, this mother just took on this toad with me and and she was just like 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 don't get a big head about this remember like you could be on this side of the table just as easily and i was like <laughs> lady i have what? no idea why i'm on this side of the table in the first place so thank you for your concern, but I don't think, I don't think about myself the way I think you think I think about myself. Oh, that's so weird. It was that's, really weird, but it tickled she, me to know she it. She got really, she got like haughty with you. Yeah, yeah. That's so weird. Yeah. Would she do that? I mean, like, all, only thing that comes to my mind is like, would she have done that to Tom Hanks? I don't know. Like, would she have well, done that no, to like anybody? No, would she have done that to Tom Hanks's editor? <laughs> <laughs> That's the yeah, would she have done that to Tom Hanks' editor? Like, hey, I really enjoyed uh, Catch Me If You Can. Hey, editor, don't <laughs> don't get a big head over this, all right? It's a good yeah, movie, yeah, but... Yeah, all right. Come on. It's okay. like, I, 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 I'm a cog in the wheel for the most part, ma'am. 
I don't know what to tell you. Would she have done it to John Williams? You know, like, like what is the level this, of this individual that it has to be? This just a fad, so don't get a yeah. big head. It's like, listen, yeah, exactly. I don't think it's a bad message if you're talking to someone who does think that their farts don't stink, but I don't know. It was it was just funny to me. Don't don't you worry, mister. This space trek is, is not... It's not as big. It's not going to stick around for as long as mm-hmm. I think that you think it will. Yeah, Westerns are uh, coming back, so. Yeah, exactly. You, you, well, you just uh, wait. So, you know, the, um, we've been going for like two yes. hours and like 15 minutes. Yes. I'm so sorry to have kept so much of your time. It's, I have uh, really enjoyed it. I'm, I'm glad that you have, but I, I, I need to give you time to eat. I've got it. I've got to cook something myself. So I'm just going to do, we'll do one last question sure. and then maybe we can hang out some other time. Hell yeah. But, um, so the last thing I want to ask is what I thought was probably one of the most interesting questions and like deeper questions, which was, what would you change about your life? I'm going to give another non-answer, which is nothing. Okay. Um, you, you wouldn't, you wouldn't change a single thing. So I, I, this is yeah. This is getting like in the headier territory, so I'll try to keep it brief. Um, I consider no, myself. Don't worry about it. But yeah, <laughs> I consider myself more of a realist than an optimist, um, mm-hmm. which is maybe why it manifests as anxiety and worry. But I, I, I think of my past, and I try not to regret things because, for me, what matters, and it's it's a hokey cliche, but it's like you have to learn from your mistakes. The only time I would regret something is if I made the same mistake twice. As long as mm. I'm moving forward and, you know, making the best decisions I can in that moment, yeah, maybe it wasn't the right call, but I made that decision at that time to the best of my knowledge. I didn't... I, I'm not the most impulsive person, so usually for me to make a decision, it, it required a fair amount of thought. Um, so yeah, is there part of my life that I'm like, that sucked? Maybe I wish that didn't happen. Yeah, I'm I'm a human being. I've existed on this planet, but absolutely. I I I'm I think of just where I'm at right now. I'm as I've said before. I'm I'm I consider myself very 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 lucky, not just to be able to do what I do, but like as I said that the the, the fact that I'm sustainable doing it, and that is such a gift. And then to have the um the positives that come from that and just from existing in this world and and existing in a, a a part of the internet that isn't you know just finger pointing and and like drama like again i live in a glass house i don't like throwing rocks but like there's a lot yeah. of content on youtube that is focused on what's the drama of the day what's the the big thing we're all mad about and it's like i can make a video about a game that no one's talking about anymore and maybe a hundred thousand people watch it which is insane and then i see that i'm like could have done better like what kind of crazy world am i living in um yeah it's true so it's like it, it i don't always necessarily believe that the ends justify the means but it's like i'm in a place where i'm so fortunate to be and i don't keep making the same mistakes over and over hopefully so i, I wouldn't change things there's things i wish didn't happen sure but I, I, that's not how i like to look at my past i'm just like well how can i learn from that and move with it because if it didn't happen then what if that same exact scenario just happened later in my life and then I didn't know how to respond to it? Like, it, it, it just becomes a, a nightmare, so. Are you, would you say that you're the happiest you've ever been? Yep. Yeah? Yep. Yeah. 
I mean, this yeah. past year notwithstanding, I think, you know, again, it's like, uh, I'm able to work from home. <laughs> and that's such a gift right now. Um, I'm so happy. Like, that. just hearing that makes me so happy. I love hearing people say that they're happy. Yeah. And hearing that you're at the best place in your life that you've ever been in is really just wonderful for me to hear. Thank you. Absolutely. I, 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 I'm happy where I'm at, and I'm also excited about the future. And it, it's it's... It's been a bumpy road, and I've. it's also part of, I think, what has made my experience so unique is that I was behind the scenes for so long, especially, you know, particularly within Game Grumps, and it gave mm -hmm. me this perspective of being in the car, but not in the driver's seat, and just yeah. seeing people, like, throw eggs at the driver, or whatever it is, and it's like, I can just learn from this experience from being so close to it, and then try to apply that to my own life within and then without uh, uh, that group. And I think it's just given me a lot of interesting perspective of just watching friends, not just within Game Grumps, just other YouTube friends, uh, struggling with insecurities and issues. And um, like, I've had friends tell me like, oh, or, or, or just colleagues of just like, I once this video hits this number of viewers, or once the, my channel gets this many subscribers, like then these things will happen, or then I'll feel this certain way. And it's like, you have to learn to be satisfied with what you have, not maybe satisfied is the right word, but I think that it's okay to always want more, but you should do what you can to be grateful for what you have. Um, which Absolutely. is easy to, for me to say from my place of privilege, but I think there are a lot of scenarios where that is true to a certain extent. I think so too. I think you're perfectly right. I, I think that the scenario that you've been in has given you so much and you've had, you've had so much stuff that you could see like you know, just sitting next to it. Yeah. And you've probably learned so much just and, and not even have been the focus of whatever was going on and learned plenty through those around you and the environment that you've been in. It's it's really been I think it would be a blessing for anybody. I I would recommend it. Get hired by your you friends and it? work with them for five years and then do your own thing and be successful doing it. <laughs> Success I would, I suppose get very I lucky suppose, and then yeah. run with the ball. <laughs> You should do a, a I was going to say you should do a no a, a, another tutorial the same way yeah. you did with well, that's Premiere a, just do that one. People have asked me like oh how do I get into YouTube and and like it's like I I There's no answer to that man. I got so lucky by my my scenario. And like again I I, I talked about earlier how I didn't internalize that success for a long time because I was like anyone could have done what I did. Um Yeah. And it was actually a conversation I had with my dad when when he was like but you facilitated these relationships to get to a point where you then were desirable to, to to work for and then you did a good enough job that you stayed there and kept working and became and increased your value there um so yeah maybe someone else could have done the job but like you excelled at it uh i'm paraphrasing that's not the exact conversation but those were the first times it was, was a like, perfect storm it was a perfect storm and a lot of luck was involved but that that was the first time I was able to actually kind of grab onto some part of it as like, oh, I am responsible for maybe maybe a small percent. Still working on it. Oh, that. your dad helped you through that? Yeah. I mean it wasn't That's I wasn't so sitting there like I'm, so sweet. I'm a worthless piece of crap. But it was just like, yeah, like like anyone could have done it. Just ver being very dismissive of, of the success that I've been, you know, party to. Mm-hmm. And and That's so sweet that your parents like that your yeah. dad helped you through that. That's but, so wholesome. But again, it was also partially a defense mechanism of like you have you've gone in the span of a few months from I don't have a job 
and I don't have an apartment. I have to move back home with my parents to a few months later being told by thousands of people through your phone because your friends are at a convention and people are screaming your name and saying that you're amazing. It, it, that's... Did you have to did you have to move back in with your parents? I did for like a week. Really? And then it was like immediately. And then Game Grumps just flew off? Pretty much. It was very quick. That's wonderful for so. you, man. That's, that's, that's fascinating. I never realized that that happened so quickly for you guys. Yeah. I mean, as I mentioned, I was actually still working an East Coast job while I was still back in California for a bit. So it, it, it's crazy to think about. And it feels like yesterday and 20 years ago. Does it really? Yeah. I, I wouldn't doubt that one bit. With how much work you did I, and how much of that must have just felt like average everyday stuff it can all definitely feel like yesterday and then the some of it like i mean when's the last time you actually had uh to edit a let's play uh yeah late 2017 <laughs> yeah so you're just like yeah that was probably that that must feel like forever ago yeah well man you know i i've learned something today uh I love hanging out with you. You're an excellent. <laughs> f you're, you're, you're great to talk to. I love hanging out with well, you. Same to you. Um, Thank you. I, yeah, that means a lot. Well, uh, we should wrap this up. Yes. Uh, I'm. I'm. I'm literally melting through the floor. Same. Uh, I'm. I'm going far, far away now. Uh, the microphone is getting far away from my face. Goodbye. And good. And I'm drifting into the ethereal plane good luck good, with that good good i'm i'm going over on the white boat yep with gandalf i'll You're see opening you the, i'll see the, you the, the i'm opening the gates to oblivion yep uh, goodbye goodbye he actually left the call <laughs> <laughs> bye that was a lot of fun thanks <laughs>